welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season five, episode six, High Anxiety. Yep. Just my constant state of emotion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 2020s. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what the 2020s have wrought so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Written by Allison Robinson and Joshua Christ who both have written little else but this episode. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yes. Huh. Um, Too bad. It's pretty, it's a decent episode. Yeah, it's a decent, it's not yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, written by, directed by Jason Moore. Sorry, who we've had before. Um, originally aired on November 14th, 2001. Okay. Description from Wikipedia. Dawson is having trouble with anxiety attacks since his father's death. His doctor refers him to a grief therapist in Boston, but Dawson changes his mind and instead embarks on a night of debauchery with Jack and his frat brothers, which which ends with a drunken Dawson citing his kiss with Joey as being the reason Dawson dropped out of USC and therefore of Mitch's death. (laughs) Jen, conferring with Pacey on the issue of Charlie's cheating, finds a locket which was mistakenly left by Danny and his wife. Pacey passes it to Danny. Pacey suggests that instead of getting mad, she get even, and Jen collaborates with the other woman, Nora, to publicly humiliate Charlie. I edited that. It's to publicly humiliate him, but I felt like that was yeah, a little yeah, confusing. I know. Um, leaving him naked, locked out of his dorm room, and short several prized possessions. Mm-hmm. Audrey seeks emotional support from Joey when her critical mother Kay visits, and Pacey makes a discovery about Karen's boyfriend when he finds the lost locket around her neck. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. My history's mysteries. November 14th, 2001. Northern Alliance fighters take over the capital of Kabul. Oh, wow. <sighs> November 15th, 2001, Microsoft releases the Xbox in the United States and enters the video game market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember people in the dorms getting that. Yeah. 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 November 18th, 2001, Nintendo releases Nintendo GameCube in North America. Huh. There you go. Um, The number one movie is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. We were in the same screening. Yeah, I remember seeing it at the Santa Cruz Cinema Nine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was my parents came to visit and we all saw it and oh, I right. ran into you and your friend in the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember so who probably I went the with. first time you met my parents. Probably the first time I met your parents. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's a t- that's a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, number one song. Once again, Family Affair by uh, Mary J. Blige. That was a banger for like a very long yeah, it's, time. We're, for we're, sure. It's with us for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know. <laughs> so um I'm gonna read you the top ten because I feel like we've mentioned these songs before, but uh-huh. it's like I want you to get like a feel like, for the no. top ten. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. So Number two, I'm Real by Jennifer Lopez featuring John Roll. For sure. Banger, banger. (laughs) Three, Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Yes. (laughs) Four, Fallen by Alicia Keys. Five, I'm not going to read because it's going to knock Mary J. Blige out the top spot, Mm. but it's a banger. (laughs) Six, Turn Off the Light by Nelly Furtado. I like Nelly Furtado. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Seven differences by Genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Eight living it up by Jaw Rule featuring Case. Jaw Rule is all over. Billboard Hot 100. Uh-huh. I guess I had forgotten 
how many songs he was on. That's why it, the Firefest is so, is so funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Number nine, not a banger, but you remind me my Nickelback. Uh, I don't know. If I'm sorry, no. I don't you definitely know. I don't want to I'm not going to sing it. Stuck it's already head. stuck in my yeah. head. I'm sorry to all our listeners whose head I'm sure it's stuck in as well. And number 10, Only Time by Enya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. like, I mean, wow. that's a fucking, it's if you want to know what music too. was like in the early aughts, that's If this. you want to know what post 9-11 did to us, yeah, here, here you it go. Is. Here it is. Enya. Enya. In a top 10. With that's, genuine. Yeah, that's what so fascinating. What the fuck is happening? Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so fascinating. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Also, I want to shout out Anna, or Anna, sorry, on Twitter, who alerted me to the fact that that Reba McIntyre song that I mentioned last week uh-huh. is like a TikTok thing now. Oh my gosh, incredible! And uh, she like posted a video that was really funny of this like teen girl who's uh-huh. like, who's like, like, there's a dance to it. No, it's like she, this teen girl, and she's like, whenever I come home and my brother's already home, and she's like putting away all the shit. Oh. and it's like a working mom who, right, <laughs> single mom who works too hard. Okay, yeah, blah, yeah, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And then this morning, literally, when I was like. Uh-huh. looking at my phone before I got up to, to take a shower and come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Kristen Gillibrand did Oh one. my God, <laughs> what? That's so fucking funny. <laughs> that was like a single mom who works too hard and she was like, maybe we should get her like childcare. Yeah, like, we should get, pay was, her for that it's work. It's actually kind of good, yeah. Like, Amazing. Go Kristen Gillibrand's um, Instagram, it's there. Or TikTok, Okay, I guess. Sorry, I look at TikTok on Instagram. Yeah, so, <laughs> I know. Because I'm an old. I know, I, I tried to look at something on TikTok and then it it was like making me sign up for an account. And uh-huh. I was like, I know I have one, but like, ha- if you haven't saved my password, that's on you. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I it. don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> so um, thanks, Anna, wow. for, for telling Full us circle. that. I had a, it was like pretty joyful. Yeah. I had, it was like a nice little thing. <laughs> that's a great song. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Totally. Cool. Um. Okay, so Aaron, we like we start like on Cape Side. Yeah, like, a lot of long looks at Cape Side. It's like interesting because we've opened a lot in Cape Side, like in yeah. season five. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Even though we're in Boston, and you can kind of like I I guess I see what the writers are doing or whatever. Right. But like, it's still like a departure from opening in Dawson's room. You know, so like, definitely, it's really fascinating. Like we've barely spent any time in his room anymore. The world has widened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As it as it is want to do. Totally. When one goes to college. Yeah. 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 And like we're like leaves there. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so we see Kate, we know we're in Cape Side and we're like, what's going on? And we see Dawson's at his doctor. Yeah. And like he's like, I feel like he's really brave. He's telling his doctor about his panic attacks. Yeah. He's like, I'm having panic attacks. He's like describing what's happening and he doesn't have the words to say what it is. And the doctor is like, hmm, like okay like when did your dad die like all right when did this start happening like i'm seeing like a pattern correlation you know? yeah. and dawson's like am i crazy and the doctor's like no like we actually see like a nice doctor yeah, a nice figure. authority figure in cape side which yeah. honestly i was like this doesn't track 100 percent, but i'll take it but like i love this yeah, yeah, okay yeah. like How it be- tracks for dawson i guess i yeah. guess dawson's experience is always like easy you know right, right, right. um and He's like, oh, I've got a doctor, like a therapist in Boston that might be able to help you. 
I mean, just like a slight note, which is that there's no one between Cape Side and Boston that does this. What about Tom Frost? Right. He's not a grief therapist. We don't know that. I'm just assuming. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So and then and Dawson, like rightfully, like I was like, I don't know. This is fascinating. Like, I guess it's like a look into like the problems of small town and like the medical you know, like access sure, sure. or whatever. And you're like, okay, like I, I believe this, but on the other hand, like, wow. Okay. Like yeah. you're saying that it's so important. He has a grief therapist, not just like a therapist, you know, totally. Like, which is like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there is a fair compromise to make of like, well, okay, fine. Don't go all the way to Boston. Right. <laughs> like, how are you going to pursue a connection and a relationship with your therapist if every time you have to do a weekend away, but like, okay, okay, whatever. Fine. Like I get what's happening. Writers. Okay. You know, right, right, right. because Dawson's like, well, is there anything closer? Right, right, right. To his credit, he yeah. does like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't need to go all the way to Boston. And then the the his primary care doctor is like, well, I mean, there's probably one in Providence, which is like equidistant. Yeah, yeah or yeah, like yeah. maybe it's like a thirty minutes closer. closer. We don't really know where right. Cape Side is. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> okay, and like I think Dawson, like you get the vibe that he's like, okay, I will try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like yeah, I do appreciate it. that, like. Like, I feel like, you know, you're like, all right, Dawson, you're doing good. Yeah, yeah, you're this. doing okay. Uh, but then in a totally unrealistic scene, the nurse comes in five seconds later mm-hmm. and is like, I've got an appointment for you for tomorrow at five o'clock. I know. Bitch, what? <laughs> I know. That's definitely not how that works. That is not how that works. <laughs> You'd have to like get a referral, make sure it's going to be paid for, <laughs> then try to get an appointment, track down a doctor, try to get an appointment. Like, yeah. oh my the gosh. The American healthcare system is a nightmare. It totally and is. And the fact that they make it look not a nightmare on this show is a disservice to us all. Seriously. Mm. And unbelievable in so many ways. Totally. So then we go to the credits and then we go to Audrey and Joey's dorm and like Joey comes in in another pretty good sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, actually a sweater that I truly love. Um, oh, okay. It's real cute. Uh-huh. Um, and Audrey is cleaning and Joey's immediately like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and Audrey's like, what do you mean? And Joey's like, you're cleaning frantically. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Right. And, and like she, Joey says, like, sh- do I need to take you to the health center? And Audrey's like, oh, you made a joke. Do I need to take you to the health center? <laughs> I was like, give me this all day long. I know. <laughs> And Audrey admits her mother's in town for yeah. the day. And we're like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey, like, doesn't get it. Yeah, she doesn't. And it's, like, hard for me because she's met Helen Lindley. Sure. She knows. What and she also knows Audrey, too. Like, yeah. you can only, like, looking at Audrey from the get-go, I was like, her mom's wild. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know it. I yeah. can tell just by, like, five seconds of her on screen, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Joey's like, great, your mom's going to be here? Like, this is going to be awesome. And Audrey's like, no, it's going to be fucking pure torture. Like, right. what are you talking about? She, she compares her mom to Joan Crawford from Mommy Dearest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me just take a second. She talks about Mommy Dearest. Just, if anyone needs something to do, mm-hmm. John Waters does an audio commentary on the DVD of oh Mommy Dearest. If you can track so it funny. down, it's one of the fucking best things I've ever <laughs> That's watched. amazing. So it's gold. Yeah. Anyway, so Audrey's like, look, Joey, my mother systematically destroyed my self-esteem. And Joey's like, uh, you don't seem to really actually have that problem. <laughs> I, it's so fucked up, to be honest. And jo- Audrey's like, well, wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be a shadow of myself tomorrow. I know. Yeah. Which is like, woof. Like she, 
lived through the experience with Jen. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, like, but she doesn't. I mean, doesn't at care. that point, she didn't care about Jen almost at all. But she lived through the experience with her dad too. Yeah. So no, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm like, with you, but it's it's frustrating. Um, yeah. And so like, Joey's like, oh, okay. Well, has Dawson called? Yeah. And she, Audrey's like, you think I, well, you think I wouldn't you? have told you? And then she's like, okay, well, maybe. Maybe I would have forgot. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so we understand then that like they're still not talking. Yeah. They're not the closest. Yeah. And Joey thinks Audrey's being dramatic about her mom. Yeah. And like, and then Audrey quotes Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And she says something wicked this way comes, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so then we go to Pacey's boat. Oh my god! And Jen's just there hanging out. My dream television show. I is know. On I love scene. it. I was like, can we just get a whole episode of this? this yeah, is fucking amazing. Absolutely. And like, they're catching. She's catching him up about Charlie and what happened right. and what went down. And like, she's like seeking like a friend to help her through something that just happened, which is something we never fucking see Joey do. And it's so frustrating. Well, you know? and I feel like actually we never see a lot of people do on mm-hmm, this show. Mm-hmm. Like, we only see Jen and Pacey do it. Right. I agree with you. Like, I, I do feel like every once in a while, friends force themselves on other people where they're mm-hmm. like, no, you need a friend right now. So we're going to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, and it's usually Jen or Pacey <laughs> doing it to yeah. someone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. And Andy back in the day. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So Jen is explaining that the first girl that they saw Charlie with was his sister. Mm-hmm. But the second girl was not. Unless they had, quote, a flowers in the attic thing going on. And I just was like, my God, that book just really ruined a whole generation. Like maybe multiple generations of children. So fucked up. All right, VC Andrews. (laughs) You did did it. You really did it to us. (laughs) And she like randomly finds a lock in. She's like, oh, what's this? And Pacey just grabs it. It's like, oh, it's complicated. And it's weird that like, I I definitely do think it's weird that Pacey isn't like, oh, my boss took his boat so he could like fuck his wife Wife, on it, you know, like or something like that. like, I don't know why he's keeping it secret about that. Totally. Totally. Also, I will say Jen says all men are dogs. And then Pacey's like, yes, you're right. And I'm like, he look at Pacey, not not all menning her about this. I know. <laughs> I was like, we stand a king. I yeah, know. Like- <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. He's like, you're right. We are all dogs. I it's know. True. And like, that's all. Look, Pacey's not. But that's all we want. Yes. Just admit. Or that, he like, knows that he, at times he is a dog. He's been sexually harassing Karen. So that's he's true. like, you're right. We have a lot of things to work through. Yeah, we are not. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I definitely yeah. hear you. Yeah. And like, and then he's, she's like spinning and blaming herself. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, the thing is like, I, you know, most people blame the guy, but honestly, this is my fault. I should have known better, you know? Yeah. And like, and the thing is she did know better, but like, okay. And um, but like when the sex is good, the sex is good. And yeah, sometimes and I, you make it, some choices. No, no, the thing like this is the hard part that I feel like is part of her journey. It's like Jen, you did know better. Like you know, yeah. but like whatever, it's fine. You just, it's yeah, fine. Sometimes you know better and you do it anyway. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's called being eighteen. <laughs> yeah, and Pacey's like, I mean, I'm glad you're here, but like, why are you talking to Jack about this? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And she's like, oh, we haven't spoken in weeks. So it's like an interesting parallel of like Dawson and Joey and like right. how their friendship is kind of like on the rocks. And then Jen and Jack and how their friendship's on the rocks. Right. However, like we've seen even in just one line what is really going on with Jen and Jack. And with Dawson and Joey, I'm still at the end of this episode like, what the fuck is going oh, on? The end of this episode, I have notes about. Yes. But, um, <laughs> Throughout this whole episode, you're just like, what is what going is on? Happening? What are they? Also, yet again, we have timeline issues because like if jen just saw charlie mm-hmm. kissing right this woman right right how has it been weeks how's it been talked? weeks since yeah. she and jack have talked since she literally well, i think like, maybe she's talking about she said that to jack like i haven't talked to you in weeks okay yeah yeah okay okay yeah, that's yeah. fair that's fair um and then pacey gives her this advice you could get angry or you could get even he's like you can get angry which you already are or you could get even and it's awesome he's giving her advice too like on top of all of that like he's like i hear you men are dogs i hear you what's going on like let me give you advice just like you know whatever it's Mm -hmm. fucking awesome why can't we get more scenes like this because we we've sinned gravely apparently oh yeah um and so we go to the leary's where Dawson is like just weirdly walking silently downstairs and looking in out around an empty house and that's it. Yeah. I did not understand why this was here. I know. It's definitely like an interesting... It's a silent scene. Yeah. And it's like short. because we're not really sure what's going on, like it's hard to know what we're supposed to take away from it. Like I don't have a problem with it because I do like these like showing like Dawson's in a fucking weird place yeah. but like again like we just would such benefit from like a line or two from Dawson to explain to us what's going on or like understanding that like I mean I I kind of think that what they're getting at is like the house seems so empty now that Mitch isn't there yeah 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 which like it comes across to some extent but like it's kind of just like wait okay what? What? like but also you wish like you're also like is this about dawson and joey because so much of it is right so, like i don't know what's going on 100%. and you wish he just like said to gail like it just feels so empty without him or even to himself yeah you know yeah like, um so it's fucking or even weird. if he looked at a picture of mitch and was like this is who i'm thinking yeah, about like, exactly. <laughs> it's this one <laughs> totally weird so then we abruptly cut to the restaurant yeah where where pacey is in his non-work clothes and like getting a bowl of soup Mm -hmm. and karen comes up to give him shit about the fact that he's not supposed to eat yeah that and it like leads to her asking if he thinks he can have whatever he wants in the restaurant and him looking at her and saying well not whatever i want which i hate it all men are dogs i mean please (laughs) yeah um it's super gross and weird and like okay pacey's like again like this sex crazed or whatever we're supposed to take away from it totally okay. also every restaurant i've worked at you're totally allowed and encouraged to eat only the soup i know seriously <laughs> they're like we're gonna throw this away at the end of the night so please <laughs> and they're also like then uh, you don't have to put an order in with the cook yeah exactly mm. and so so pacey like goes over to eat his soup and danny comes up to him and he gives and- him his paycheck which i think is the reason he's there oh okay yeah and i then- had a moment of like why is he there okay that does make sense i thought he was there for the free food yes yeah, which also checks out makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then um pacey's like oh here this is a locket like you um, your wife must have left it, you know? Uh-huh. And Danny's like, oh, okay. And like takes it. And then he's like, can I borrow your boat again? And yeah. it's like a weird boundary of like, he's like, I'll give you the night off. And like, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. just like a weird like thing. And Pacey's like, I already have the night off. Yeah. And Danny's kind of like pressuring him to take the boat. And Pacey's like, no, I can't. Like I have plans tonight. And he's like, and then he reveals he's throwing a party on the boat. Yeah. And you're like, okay. 
I'm going to have questions about this later, but like, same. okay. And then Karen announces to everyone that at the restaurant. Pacey's having a party. That Pacey's having a party, which is like, <laughs> it's like kind of mean and also kind of funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Because um, all those people are definitely showing up. Yeah. And then I also have questions about that situation too. Okay. But anyways, this is, there's weird plot holes in this episode, but it's still like <laughs> a fine episode. Yeah. No. So Dawson calls Joey and it's like so so awkward yeah he's like has to like wind himself up to call her he yeah. looks at the phone like yeah. you can do this go. you Here can let go. me pep talk myself yeah, into yeah, yeah. it and again yeah. you're like what is going on totally can we just could we just get one line to explain to us what's happening or like can anyone describe one thing about how they're feeling to another character yeah on this show? or just specifically dawson and joey because we saw jen explain to jack what was going on and jack explaining his point of view and you're kind of like i see why they're in the fight like they're both being whack you sure know? and like that's fine though but at least we know what's going on totally. you know and like you, you know whatever and this we're just like what the fuck is going on and like why is are we supposed to who are we supposed to root for because i'm on dawson's side but also like i don't really know like what he's feeling so i, I can't I don't like, really know what uh, the sides are yeah like i'm just <laughs> like okay so he calls joey and she's like oh hi like she yeah. turns her voice into something else which i could see why he's just like i don't fucking know this person you're a pod person yeah. like you're making me freak out well it's like you know when you answer your phone sometimes and you're like hey this is julia and then it's like you yeah and you're and i'm like oh hi dude no that's what like, i mean it's like, like it's so obvious like, like she normally talks to him just like a normal joey but when she gets into her baby voice like dawson you know yeah, or like yeah. whatever mm. he's just like this girl I, I mean it's obvious so i can see where he's coming from you sure, know sure and he's like oh i'm sorry it's taken so long for me to get back to you and and she you know she's like oh no it's fine like how are you doing and he's like um i've been okay and she's like you know you're allowed to uh and he just cuts her off and i was like good for him yeah. you know and he's like hey look i'm gonna be in town and like um just want to let you know and she's like oh do you need a place to stay and he's like nah i'm gonna stay at jack and jen's yeah, put a pin in that part. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. And she's like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. And he's like, all right, cool. I'll call you when I get to town. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And and this is another thing. Like, she's clearly feeling something about this. Like, yeah. we hang up and they hang up and like we see her face. Yeah. And like, I was like, OK, so she's feeling something about this. But what? But what? And how the fuck would we know? Because like neither of them said anything. Yeah, we have no idea what she wants from him. We have no we idea. We just what know she wants, she wants to be the one to like help him grieve his father. Apparently. And so like, yeah. So what we're supposed to root for that? Like, oh man, can you believe he's not letting her be a total like weirdo towards him while <laughs> yeah. his dad just died a month ago? Like, I'm not going to root for that. Yeah. I, I mean, fair. So we cut to Dawson in the waiting room of his therapist's office where he like kind of fidgets and like mm -hmm. rings a bell. Yeah. That he thinks he's supposed to ring. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm going to press this buzzer. And, like, I feel for him. He oh, doesn't yeah. know what's going on. Oh, and, and therapy we, offices are weird like that. Yeah, 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 totally. And he, if he's never been and he doesn't know the protocols and everything, yeah, yeah. you know, and there's no receptionist, which is very common. But And he's just, like, he, he also see the doctor he's going to see went to Boston Bay College. I wrote the same thing. Which was so fucking funny. It was, like... I wrote the same thing. <laughs> it's, like, see, no, this is a real college and they have a med school. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> they have a school of psychology. Yeah. Yeah. like okay yeah and so and then dawson just gets up and leaves yeah she's like bye mm -hmm. and we go to audrey who is standing on a scale dude this is like triggering oh, oh my, my god. god because her mom apparently thinks she's gained weight 
I detest this woman already. I'm like, this woman's trash. I will never give a fuck about her. Right. She is played by Brenda, Brenda Strong, Strong. <laughs> yeah. who is a member of the Dawson's Peaks Club. She was also on season two of Twin Peaks. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. She was also... Uh, Melrose Place? I think most people... I don't think she was on Melrose Place. I think most people know her as from Desperate Housewives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party of Five. Okay. Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. I know that one. Seinfeld. Huh. Sports Night. Oh, wow. Supergirl. She is like a that guy. Yeah, she, no, she's in everything. You, yeah, yeah, You yeah. definitely know her. Like, you know her. Yeah. When she shows up. Mm-hmm. So Audrey introduces Joey to her mom. And, like, Joey's really nice and polite. Like, you know, she's... And then Audrey's mom hugs Joey. And Joey's kind of like, okay, uh, I guess we're hugging. This is happening. Okay. Uh, and then she's like, God, you have such a great figure. Have you ever been a model? And Joey's like flattered by this and doesn't like un- like it's hard. Because, oh, I feel like, like she's uncomfortable. Really? Oh yeah. I didn't get that vibe. I felt she was like, oh thank you. Oh, I felt like she was like thank you. Like oh, my I don't know gosh. what to say to this. It's wild. she was very uncomfortable in that hug too. Mm-hmm. And Audrey like butts in and tells Joey that her mom thinks she gained weight and that's why she was on the scale. And her mom is like, well, you know, freshmen put on yeah, weight. Yeah, like it's common fact, and it's like. Oh my god. Shit. It's really fucked up. And then the mom just kind of like turns and is like, Joey, how old do you think I am? And Joey's like, uh, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, Joey does not answer that. And <laughs> Mrs. Liddell's like, Do you think I could be Audrey's sister or mom? Right. And then this is the part that like really bothers me because Joey just like is like, Oh, her her sister, obviously. Uh, like yeah. really like she, she actually believes it. I don't feel like she was doing that to like appease the mom. Like she was like she believed it. Oh later he, on she said she defends that choice. She Audrey. says she says, What the fuck else was I supposed to say to you, Audrey? I know, but I guess you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. But also I wanna say about the weight thing, mm-hmm. like and Audrey this idea of Audrey like gaining weight or being heavy. Busy Phillips talked a ton in her book mm-hmm. about how fucked up the WB was, like mm-hmm. the network was, mm-hmm. which does not surprise me yeah, in yeah, the yeah. least. Yeah. But like seemingly because she wasn't Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. like they were like, you should maybe lose like 10 to 15 pounds or whatever they told her. Oh, my God. Which is wild. I mean, they thought Jen or Michelle Williams was like a pig or whatever. And like they never Michelle. I don't know if it's her choice or not, but she's never like in a bikini. You never see her midriff. Yeah. So they probably had like notes on her. That's garbage. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like Audrey, like pulls Joey. She's into like, the um, we got we go to the bathroom. Gotta, I, there's little sinks leaking. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And she pulls her in, and then she's like, "What are you doing? Why'd you say that to my mom?" And Joey's like, "She does look young." what she does i know but it's a weird defending of a choice like it's like we just saw like the most abusive behavior and like really fucked up right and like joey's like well does she does look young she could be your sister and it's right. like no lady like no <laughs> totally. like but she also she's does not say giving... what the fuck was i supposed to say i know but she's not making space for audrey she's not understanding audrey's point of that. view like i'm just not going to defend her behavior because totally. we just saw like really fucked up shit happen totally um and audrey tells joey that like well my mom looks young because of collagen and botox and Mm -hmm. like i've that makes me tired like well it's also not true it's like it's like the the classic story of like the woman who gets botox and asks her doctor do i look younger and he's like no you look like someone your age with botox yeah which is true (laughs) exactly um and then like 
you know, Audrey like begs Joey to come to dinner. Yeah, she's like, you have to come. Like, you need to be there. I'm not going to sit through a fucking wild shit show. Like, I know how it's going right. to make me feel. It's going to send me into a spiral. Right. And Joey's kind of like, well, I'm supposed to meet up with Dawson. No, she says I'm waiting for a call. Right. She doesn't even have plans to meet up with Dawson. She has plans for him to call her. Right. He, she says, I'm supposed to meet up with him. He's going to call. <laughs> and Audrey's like, you have a cell phone. Like, You're coming. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's why cell phones were invented. You're going to ditch me for a phone call? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, what? It's like, it's hard to be on Joey's side. Yeah. Um. So, like. Here's where the questions start. Yeah. Because at Graham's house, mm-hmm. Dawson comes in. Yeah. Just walks in. Yeah. And Jen's dressed up. Yeah, and has one of those amazing. fake flower clips on her hair that's mm-hmm. so two thousand er- early odds. Yeah, yeah, I like totally. had to pause the like, show for a I second. Know. It's like weird. It's like whoo. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> she looks phenomenal, and he's she's like, oh my god, Dawson. Hey, like I'm so happy you're here. What are you doing here? Yeah, and so here's where we find out that he did not check with anyone in this house. Yeah, on whether it was okay to stay. Which like I have I have multiple things about which like, is like that's he like, so he feels... does not want to stay with Joey yeah that he's like I'm just gonna chance it that well he let knows me. that he's always welcome there Graham's even said sure, that to him so like sure. you definitely get the vibe that like like that but he's also like I don't want to stay with Joey so bad I'm just gonna like cruise with no plan yep like the where I feel home is like at Graham's and Jen and Jack's house you yep. know and like you know and so. That's, again, why this party doesn't make sense, but okay. Then Jack comes down and is like, also, like, he had no idea. He's super right. excited. He's like, He's oh, my, like, God, oh my God, what's up? Did I hear a friendly voice? You yeah. Know? And, like, we notice there's a definite tension between Jen and Jack. Yeah, because, like, the second Jack comes down, Jen walks away. Like, her face totally changes yeah. and everything. And she's like, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. But, like, she won't tell him where yeah and she's like nowhere and he's like well you look amazing so like that doesn't make sense yeah. you know and it's like a sweet vibe between yeah, them yeah, you know totally. and jack's like i gotta go too like i'm going over the frat house like and he's like do you want to come? come i love this i know and dawson is like actually that sounds amazing yeah and like yes this is what i said has, should have happened last weekend where it's like all hands on deck whatever you want let's get all the group together let's right. all go hang out like, right let's like party hop or do whatever the fuck we feel like you know Absolutely. and like i feel for dawson this is what he wants this is like part of the reason why he didn't he wanted to leave la was he missed his friends like right. you know and like the experience like he's not very friendly so you could see how like he wouldn't he would be like a joey type who's like my roommate sucks he's terrible like yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. blah blah and he wouldn't have fun you know and like whatever but uh uh, so like even like seeing him thriving like you know with like being back with his friends he's like yeah let me just go try this frat guy thing Let's okay see what that's like also like i mean this is when you do that right no, totally. like you're like okay totally I'll go to a frat party yeah totally i went to at least one at some other college yeah me too <laughs> berkeley at yeah berkeley. berkeley my brother's frat mm-hmm. <laughs> um so then we go to charlie's dorm where we get some sexy music coming mm-hmm. out and jen knocks on the door and Charlie's like from behind the door, who is it? And like Jen's like, it's it's your girlfriend, Jen. Yeah. And she like straight up offers just, him like she's just comes she just, like, on push him. It. He's like, hey, what? And she's like, yeah, we had plans to fuck. And he's like, no, tomorrow we have plans to fuck. And she's like, 
oh shit and she's like bus right in she's like yeah. comes in and sits on the bed and then says i should get a palm pilot to keep track of all my liaisons I and i was like so cute god palm pilots <laughs> i had one that was a mood i definitely had one um, and he's just like ooh, and she's like we should get naked right now and he's like actually it's not a good time yeah and her acting is so good in this scene her face totally like drops and like oh my god do you know how this makes me feel like my self-esteem like you don't want me yeah. and he's just like oh god oh god yeah, yeah. like you he's know like, like, she's like really pretends to be hurt and she's like what is what is it like to offer oneself and be rejected it's so horrible like <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i'm not rejecting you i have a midterm to study for and like and then she's like okay fine i'm just gonna get my sweater and she stands up to go to the closet and he's like, your sweater. And she's like, yeah, I left it here the other day. And he's like, well, I'll just give it to you later. Yeah. He's like, I took it to the dry cleaner. <laughs> um, and then a woman comes out of his ensuite bathroom. He has a single and a bathroom and whatever. This doesn't make any sense. No. And the, then they're both like, who are you? Who are you? And they they both say like, I'm Charlie's girlfriend. I'm Charlie's girlfriend. And right. we're like, womp, womp. <laughs> So then we go to the frat where Dawson is joining Jack in a bunch of drinking games. And I'm like, this tracks. Dude, it's awesome. He's actually smiling and laughing. Like, do I think you need to drink your feelings? No. But like, this is. Do I think when you're 18 and you've suffered a tragedy like that, this is. You're going to drink your feelings? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's like, this is the first time we've seen him like smiling and thriving, you know? Like, and it's just like, I don't know. Like, and also like this kind of like Dawson does seem like a frat boy. Absolutely. Like, I think we could have seen him thrive in a frat community. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I want to say just a shout out to Dawson's Creek, the show, and how they deal with drinking, because I actually think most of the time they deal with it pretty well. Yeah. They don't always moralize it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like at, every once in a while someone gets sick or like right. they get caught. Right. 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 But like not always. Yeah. And sometimes they just like get drunk and then like suffer a hangover. Yeah. Or like exactly. Whatever. And totally. then like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we go to dinner where Audrey's mom is policing what Audrey is ordering. Is that and honestly, cream sauce? I, I wanted to murder this woman at this point. Oh, I was like, my God. I will commit homicide. I know. Oh, my God. And she's like, she's just so critical of yeah. Audrey. Like, she's And then like, Audrey just like kind of gives her a little attitude back. And her mom's like, was that attitude? Yeah. Are you and being it's like, sarcastic? And it's like, yeah, you're being a total cunt. What the fuck do you expect? Yeah. Like, and Audrey's like, was she, oh, and then she's like, was that a question? Because like your voice goes up at the end of it. And that makes you sound like a California blonde. And like, I'm ready to chuck this woman out a window. If you haven't noticed, Aaron and I both have pretty severe California accents. Yes. And I have blonde hair. Like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and whatever. There already is an air about the California blonde. And that's, like, all made up, like, you know. It's bullshit. bullshit. Like, yeah. I, it's just, like, I don't think people from the South are dumb, you know. Absolutely. Like, I don't think that, you know. I don't Absolutely. think if you speak in, like, ebonics that you're a bad person, you know. That, like, or these, that you, yeah, these or are that all, like, you aren't extremely intelligent. Yeah, these are all, like, agents of the patriarchy and white supremacy and white supremacy yeah fuck that shit anyway so joey excuses herself at this point to make a phone call i couldn't believe it instead of instead of engaging with this couldn't believe it she's like um she's like, y'all are fine here this is great um i gotta make a call and so she goes and calls dawson and we see dawson's like having fun and he does step away to like check on his phone and he sees that it's joey and and he doesn't like immediately be like fuck this but he's just like 
okay like he's taking a deep breath and then like some dude bro chad is like hey man dawson come on let's go like have some more hangs and he's like okay step and like snaps yeah. it you know it's a flip phone so. yeah 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 and you i do miss the drama of the flip phone i know just you like boop, just, boop. yeah <laughs> so then we go to charlie's room and first of all we learn he has lizards as pets which right. as you know i will immediately leave your house and never come back to it if so I funny that about you he's such a weirdo uh, yeah and then Jen and Charlie's other girlfriend are trying to interrogate him uh-huh. and then he like says something shitty and Jen's like I will start crushing this vinyl collection of yours yeah. which I was like that's a fucking threat he's like we never had the talk like we never yeah. discussed commitment yeah like they're not exclusive they didn't and, like totally and it's like and like yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like this is like a weird gaslighting tactic that men probably still do where it's like I'm sure okay but you also didn't discuss that you were fucking other people right. so it's like you know, like whatever. Right, you gotta be upfront if that's the and truth. if both these women think that you're they're your girlfriend, why do they think that? Right. And he's like, you know, I met you both on the same night at this party, and this seems like some major retconning to me because, like, it seems like Charlie Jen was spending all her time with Charlie. So if mm-hmm. like they met on the same night, mm-hmm. then I'm like, really, how is that working? Yeah, he was really able to hold his calendar together so well for like two different women, like for all this time. It's like really unbelievable, right? And Charlie's like, I mean, it's college. Like, I kind of want to try new things. Like, you know, I don't really want to be tied down or whatever. And like, I didn't mean for this to happen. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I never meant to hurt anyone. And it's like, well, what did you mean to do by like right. lying to these women? Right. And then he's like, I, I think I have a suggestion for us <laughs> that like, we can't go backwards, but we can move forward. And Jen's kind of like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and he puts his arms around both of them yeah. and proposes a threesome. Yeah. He's like, I like you both. Maybe yeah. we could like, like all each other together. Right. And and look, Jen and the and we learn her name is Nora. Okay. Um, Jen and Nora look at each other and as much as I would love for Jen to explore the fact that she's queer uh-huh. with this stunningly gorgeous woman. Yeah, 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 totally. Charlie you don't need is the to actual be worst. A dude there for her to do that Absolutely exploration. Not. In fact, yeah. please go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um so, you know, I'm I'm like, meh. It's, I think Charlie's a dick. Charlie's I think trash. Nora seems awesome. Yeah, and like this whole storyline is just super fucked up. It's, it's so like, weird. It's like Jen's a slut. Of course, the guy that she would be into is like, like a piece of shit and wants to and yeah. wants to have a threesome and like whatever. And it's like, right? What? Come on, come on. Why and like gets caught. This? She gets caught basically in this lie and then decides, let me try to make that into a yeah, threesome. yeah, yeah, totally. Like yeah. she's a slut. Threesomes so, like, are fine. It's yeah, yeah, the trash totally. behavior leading into yeah, the it's the way that threesome. this is all like you know, couch is just like yeah. you know, like hey, I've been fucking you both and lying to you but you know what let's all fuck together yeah what doesn't that sound great oh my god um so then we go to dinner mm-hmm. and audrey's mom tells her they're doing Chekhov's the seagull at school and she might audition for it that's yeah. the de- most fucking depressing play of all time <laughs> i'm just gonna tell you right now and we learn that audrey like acted as a child right. and was in a movie yeah yeah and, and joey's <laughs> like i've been trying to if i've been meaning to find that movie audrey was in you yeah. know and like so we do know that like Audrey and Joey know each other. Like they started bit, yeah. to like know each other or whatever. Yeah, totally. I had a friend who was in like a kids TV show uh-huh. when we were in high school and definitely like we would like there was like bounty on those tapes. Right. <laughs> it was like a local kids TV show too. <laughs> it was wild. so funny. Anyway. Um, 
And we learned that Audrey's mom was also a model and an actress mm-hmm. and did like some shows and magazine covers and that she was up for a Scorsese movie when she found out she was pregnant with Audrey. And Audrey's like, that's why she hates me. I know. <laughs> I was like... Yep. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we definitely heard this story before. Like I was up for a Scorsese, and then I got pregnant with her. Right. And you're like, oh my okay. god, lady, put that shit away. I know. Okay. And like then her mom like tries to pay her a compliment. Like she's like, you were actually just a really good actor. You just lacked focus. And I was uh-huh. just like, ooh, that lasted for three seconds. I know. <laughs> you started off well and just descended into total fucking abuse. Yeah. And um, Audrey's like, what? like you're being rude you know like yeah and 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 then we find out the mom's like well you you know how she turns to joey she's like do you know how many um private schools audrey went to in the last four years and audrey's like mom what the fuck is yeah, going she's like, on you're embarrassing me. yeah and mrs liddell's like six six different ones all of them ended in scandal right and then she says that she had to donate six figures for her to attend worthington yeah and i just i have to note that like this is a legal version of the shit that happened with like Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Not that I think what they did is okay. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely not. But that like, you know, how many millions of dollars did Jared Kushner's family donate to Harvard? So that fucking moron could I like know. go to Harvard. Yeah. Like this is like absolutely a legal thing that happens. Well, that's possibly why we should close off those avenues. I know. Just to, I just totally agree. Endowments are totally a scam. Um, yeah and like it's hard because like again you know we're from the west coast and like things are just like a little bit different here with like colleges and stuff like you know like i don't know we don't have that many private schools um and you can buy your way obviously into usc and like you know usc apparently is open for business (laughs) yeah and i feel like we always knew that growing up we're like oh that's just where rich kids go that can't get into berkeley i literally did not know it was not called the university of spoiled Spoiled children Children. (laughs) until i was like 17 yeah that is what it's called in my household that's what it's called in a lot of households (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um and like so like it's hard because like joey like desire to participate in this weird scam is like i just don't like care for it yeah it's like, oh, you worked so hard to go to this school that someone could just pay six figures to get into. Like, what kind of school is this? And right. like, who are your classmates then? Like, I mean, I hear you, but also like our fucking weird ass society means that like, hey, if you went to USC, you have this whole network of people like what you really bought is the alumni network. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what every school's about. Yeah. Um, UC Santa Cruz alumni network represent. I know. I actually have gotten offered jobs because I went to UC. I got this apartment because of UC. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's cute too. Um. Anyway, so Audrey is like obviously super hurt by her mother, and Joey fucking Potter finally, finally, finally speaks up. Yeah, and is like, I've sat through this whole meal and watched you cut your daughter down, and like I don't know if it's that you're upset that like she's not what you want her to be or because she's 18 and you're not. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Audrey is maybe dramatic, but she's like not boring. Yeah. And she might be interested in a lot of things, but that makes her really well-rounded. And she's like, and as far as discipline goes, like she's grinning and bearing every single thing you're throwing at her right now. Absolutely. It's like the first time we've seen Joey be a decent person all season, maybe in a few seasons, you know, she was good at the beginning of season four. Okay. (laughs) So at least for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks at Audrey and she's like, um, we have a party to go to. Let's go. Yeah. 
and it's like good for you you know like absolutely like yeah i guess the last time was when we saw her be decent to jen when they went to new york you know yeah 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 um and like audrey's definitely your friend so start fucking acting like it yeah yeah so jen and charlie's other girlfriend nora sorry i called her that because i didn't know her name yeah i didn't know her name um so john jen and nora are like absolutely we are so into this threesome threesome, you know and they make her strip they're like you go first yeah and he like stands up and he takes his shirt off and like i think we're supposed to be impressed but i'm just like this guy's trash i don't care that he has like muscles also nora played by andrea c pearson uh-huh um she i'll just note that she is a black woman right um she was also in seventh heaven general hospital and the oc among others oh wow so yeah um so her and jen like go to hold hands and leave when charlie says he's not gonna strip and i think i feel like this is where the storyline should go i know hold hands leave go be with each other and he like so he stands up he starts stripping and they're like okay you know keep going and he's like no what about you and jen touches her thigh like you know to be like oh what about this you know well and also charlie says like okay i'm not lacking in chivalry sure i'll go first and i was like i kind of love that line because i think that there are so many men who think that like that's chivalry like that they're being super chivalrous and i'm like you're you're a douche you're an asshole (laughs) um yeah and and so like then when they finally are like come on you know take get totally naked and like you know and they're like trying to like coerce him by like just the mildest like touch of the knee you know like it's so fucking funny to be honest and we like see a scene of him like throwing his boxers on his lizard (laughs) which is weird. not what? his dick an actual lizard yeah it's like okay yeah. um and jen jen asks nora if she's ready and they're like okay close your eyes charlie and yeah they, like push him out of the room and lock him out naked and honestly i love it he deserves it he totally does it's so fucking funny oh, although so i will say that i was just thinking that i was like what the fuck is happening that's a lot of people there's so many people yeah. in the hallway like so in it's the like, dorms it's like, like a, there were not that many no people it's in like the dorm the, room it hallway. looks like it's passing period of of a high school hallway <laughs> but it's like a fucking dorm and he has a single room so right. like how many people could really live on that hall like a dozen totally. like like oh how my. many people lived on our hall like 30 yeah maybe 40 or like maximum 40 okay and like the, the hall was many. never like that even when people were being insane and yeah. like riding those scooters up and down the hall yeah like even on a saturday night when people were like partying you would have never seen it not like that, that many people that oh many people God. is so wild you're like yeah. no um yeah. that's why we have forests to go party like that you know also like there are room like there are like the lounges rooms, but also the lounges yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally so we go out to jen and nora talking like they go out mm-hmm. to the street and jen's like i can't believe he thought he'd talk us into that like what the fuck and then she's like you know you're beautiful yeah but, and nora's like as are you girl. i love like, this conversation like I, again it's like oh my note was t- didn't we almost have it all oh my gosh well the <laughs> thing is like just in terms of representation we've just seen joey be so whack to like quote other women uh, agreed and to like audrey and whatever yeah. and, and jen, jen yeah. and like and to jen and then like we see this moment of jen being like I'm so mad and I just 
want to reiterate it's not because you're not fucking gorgeous and i don't want to fuck you it's just because like that guy's trash like that's yeah. what that's what i'm talking about yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And i just want to like you know confirm that like this isn't patriarchy talking this is like this guy's yeah, trash yeah, yeah. you know yeah and i i just like you this. seem great i love this no representation you. like yeah. you know i'm fucking mad it's not at you you're amazing you're, yeah. <laughs> it's at that piece of trash and i just like that like absolutely. i just think that's so awesome and these are the moments when we're like this is why jen is a fucking queen absolutely and like she was fucking robbed you absolutely 100 percent. and jen also says that she stole charlie's autograph copyright pinkerton. pinkerton and i was like oh the last good weezer album i said what i said and she throws it away i was like girl keep that i know oh <laughs> keep my keep god that for yourself Nora stole his notes for his midterm, which is mean and awesome. <laughs> so funny. She's like, the midterm's on Monday. Yeah, and I was whoops. like, fuck yeah. yeah. And then Jen shows that she stole his like favorite t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know? She's going to clean her toilet with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute, you yeah. know? And then like, you know, Nora's just like, you know, like I'm kind of mad at myself, like that I actually thought that some guy could be like cute and honest. Yeah. She's like, I knew it was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, yeah, same. Yeah. And then Jen invites Nora to a party and she's like, nah, I, like, I kind of want to go wallow, but yeah. like, we should totally hang some other time. Yeah, totally. And it's so awesome. Like, I just think that like, whether or not they hang out again or whatever, it's just like such a good, like, it's not this girl's fault that your boyfriend is fucking trash. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, this is how you should behave of like, you're awesome. You're amazing. We should totally hang out. This is totally cool that guy's trash that guy's trash absolutely and joey is like the one who's always hating on the other girl yeah i agree Mm -hmm. anyway so there's a party on pacey's boat okay this is where i have questions okay so like did he know dawson was coming to town seems like it and then but he didn't tell like jen and jack like oh dawson's coming to town so like i'm gonna have a party Seems like he told Jen and Jack about the party. I know, but not that Dawson but not was going to be there. Coming to ha- town. I don't understand. I think that's. I think that you're right to not understand. <laughs> I don't think there's understanding to be had. It's weird. So we see Audrey and Joey go, and Audrey's like talking to Pacey, and like <sighs> she's definitely like flirting in this way that we. I it's, don't know. She's like friend flirting. Yeah. I feel like she's like, you're my friend's friend and I'm kind of just going to be nice to you. Right. Like she definitely like, I think this is part of her journey too. Is like, she's just like a flirt because of like yeah. her mom's drama. And so like she totally. seeks out male, att- she seeks out attention in this one way, you know, and it doesn't feel weird. Like she's being like, it doesn't feel like she's hitting on her roommate's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. She's just kind of like, you know, they're just, just like, kind of having this like bantery conversation. Yeah, 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 totally. And then Joey comes up and like she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And and Pacey's like, "Your roommate's hitting on me," like, <laughs> just without missing a beat. And Audrey's like, "I am not." <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And then Pacey turns to Joey and she's like, "Have you talked to Dawson?" And like again, like I just think that like this friendship thing is like good you know like watching it you're like okay they're all like trying to look out for Dawson you know yeah and like you wish like again like I keep saying is that like Joey had been like Dawson's in a bad spot all hands on deck instead of being like I'm the one gonna make him feel better like you get the vibe that Pacey's like okay Dawson's gonna be in town let's all hang out I'll throw a party but he's not like I'm the one who's gonna make him feel better right and well like you know then if a it's a party there's no pressure for him to like bear his soul to Mm -hmm. all of us like if that happens Mm -hmm. fine but like there are other people there like we're just kind of all hanging out and mingling and like you know drinking some beers and whatever chilling and like it's not there's no pressure in this situation because I think there's also that thing of like 
I understand like when you're one on one with someone, particularly when your friend knows you're going through shit, that mm-hmm. like there can be pressure or not even that there's pressure, but you can kind of feel like, yeah. oh, am I supposed to like talk about this now? Right, right, right. You know totally. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's not that another person is putting pressure on you yeah, even, yeah. but like sometimes you're like, Oh, is this where I like yeah, yeah. bear my soul? <laughs> I know. But I don't feel like doing that I'm right not, now. I don't want to do that, <laughs> yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like and I think particularly when you're young and you don't understand that like just providing a safe space mm-hmm. lets people open up when they want to yeah, or when they're totally. ready to and you yeah. don't have to like, you know, you can ask about how they're doing. It's like on the person who's grieving or in trauma's terms. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> instead of how you want it yeah, to be. Yeah, like make sure that you're okay. Yeah. And then also I'm not going to like pry. Yeah, totally. And so in the moment where we're like, is Do- have you talked to Dawson? We see this like, posse i mean like 30 people it's like, <laughs> it's like so many people <laughs> it's like uh you know gang rape of frat dudes or whatever you call a group of fat dudes yeah, i don't know yeah right. um and they walk up and pacey's like speak of the devil and like dawson is in really good spirits he's clearly wasted uh-huh. but like he's like he's smiling he's like having a good time and he says like oh my god chad kevin whatever (laughs) this is pacey my oldest friend you know Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like i think we like in that moment i was like i think that is how dawson has always like titled pacey yeah and pacey's always seen him as his best friend and then dawson's like you're my oldest friend joey's my best friend and it it was kind of fascinating to me but then on the other hand it was good to see dawson being like this is one of my oldest friends like we do have this connection like like in the in that moment you kind of felt like actually like they were friends again yeah because and audrey comes up and hugs him at she's like dawson Dawson leary And Dawson, like, runs over to her, like, Audrey, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. And it's, like, sweet how, like, Dawson, Audrey knows what's going on, like, in all ways, like, and she knows how Joey feels. But she's also, like, Dawson's grieving. Like, is he, like, oh, my God, how are you? Like, you know, and she's doing her own vibe, you know? Yeah. And it's it's really cute. They're cute together, Dawson and Audrey. I like Audrey seeing, is great with literally everyone. I like seeing them on screen. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy to see you." And as as we see Audrey and Dawson talking, Pacey pulls Jack aside and is like, <laughs> "You got you him got drunk? drunk?" And so again, I'm like, "Wait, did Jack know that Dawson was in town to go to this party?" But it seemed like no. Like maybe Jack was just shocked that he was at Graham's house. I no idea. I don't know what's going on, but like, okay. And, and Jack's like, "I was helping him feel better." Like he. I and thought look, we wanted him in better. good spirits. <laughs> yeah. And Pacey's like, yeah, I thought we wanted him to feel better sober. Yeah, Pacey goes, he feels like he's not feeling anything. <laughs> and you're kind of like, what kind of party is this, Pacey? Is there no beer there? I know. There absolutely is. I know. It's weird. I, there's a cooler that he literally grabs a beer out I know. Of. It's like, like yeah. I, I like Pacey being like, I don't think we should be doing this. Remember last time Dawson got wasted and he like was super fucked up to all of us, mm, you did. know, <laughs> but on the other hand, like you can tell that there was like a team effort to like look out for Dawson. And like, y- I like that. Like, you I know? just wish we had seen some of it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's my, th- my complaint always, you know, is like, there's so many scenes in this show where you're just like, why? Like so many of those Dawson and Joey scenes yeah. that take up a huge amount of time mm-hmm. where you're just like, why are we watching this we when I this? have no context for I it? I don't know what's happening. I know. I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely do. We'll talk about it at the end. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to Dawson and Audrey and Dawson's like, well, I don't see you enough. 
I know. You know, like every time I come over, you You're like always get- leaving. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Joey. I know. It's so funny. He literally low key is being like, every time I come over, Joey takes me all to yourself, herself. Uh, yeah. and I fucking hate it. Right. And Audrey's like, well, you should come by more often. And he's like, I miss you, which is like the greatest drunk. Thing. I know. This is like, like usually does, Dawson he- is fucked up when he's drunk. I mean, he plays a good drunk. But the yeah, season James two, the season two, <laughs> drunk Dawson. I'm like, tra- tra- trauma, trigger, like abuse. It's, it's funny. It is funny until at the until end. Until he it's like not sexually assaults Joey and yeah, like, does a bunch of fucked up totally. shit. Totally. Yeah. And like says the most fucked up things to Pacey. I don't know why him and Pacey or still and talk. Jen. And to Jack too. Yeah. He's in. He's out. What? Okay. Oh my god. Right. Um, oh, I forgot about that part. You know. And yeah, I do. And so like, and then Jay. Joey comes up and he's like, oh, my God, Joey, shit. I was supposed to call you. He, like, hugs her. Yeah. And, yeah, he's like, I'm supposed to call you. I'm so sorry. And then he, like, takes out his yeah, phone. Yeah, she's like, it's okay. And he takes out his phone. He's like, don't worry. I'll call you now. And he, like, starts leaving this message. And he's like, hey, like, I'm calling you. I'm at this great party. You should come by. And, like, I can't believe I'm leaving you a drunk message. But it's okay because you left me a drunk message. And, like, then it kind of takes this turn. Ooh, but at the same real. time, I kind of was on Dawson's side. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't oh. believe it that I was just like because he doesn't say it angry or calm he says it in this drunk logic way and he's just like yeah and if you hadn't called then like you can it's like i felt in this moment he didn't feel that way until just then like when he was saying it aloud okay you know and he was like if you hadn't called or if i had known about that drunk message you left me i wouldn't have come to boston and then if i hadn't come to boston i wouldn't have told my dad i was staying in boston and then he wouldn't have died or he'd still be alive Hang on. That's not exactly what he says. Oh, okay. Because I think if he had said that, uh-huh. I would be more on his side. Right. What he says is, if y- you left me a drunk message on my machine, and if you hadn't, I probably wouldn't have gone back to L.A., So, like, because remember, he didn't know about the drunk message until after he got to Boston. Uh So the drunk message somehow kept him in Boston Uh and didn't made him not go back to L.A. And then he said, I probably would be there right now. And maybe my dad would still be alive, Mm. which is a a fucked up thing to say. But my thing is, like, so what we're like, I was like, what are we supposed to take from this? I know. Because like, we do. The only thing we do know is Dawson thinks his dad's death is his fault. Yeah. Although at this very moment, he's then putting it on Joey because the only reason he was there is because of Joey. Right. But like, it's because he yeah. thinks like him being there and what happened was the reason why his dad died. And even right. though Pacey's like, no, the reason why your dad died is because he got in a car accident. He still feels that way. That's the whole point of going to therapy and sure, sure, panic sure. attacks. You sure, know? sure. And so he's like saying like, oh yeah, the reason I was, his, my dad died is because of me. And the reason why I was there is because of Joey. And like, I don't know if I like, like, I remember like previously thinking that he's like, it's your fault my dad died but when i see it like this like i don't see it that way i think just because i'm like hating on joey so much it's hard to like as she's she's being unclear and i could see how that spins with his head i agree with you that she's being unclear Mm -hmm. my only caveat is that i think they're both being unclear right and so like my thing is like i think that neither one of these people have told the other one exactly what they're thinking or feeling Mm -hmm. right like Dawson, if Dawson stayed in Boston because Joey left that drunken message and he doesn't want to lose her, 
Mm. Right. That's say say that. Oh, is that what he's taking away? I guess I felt like the reason why he they, she left that drunken message and they kind of fought about it. And the only time they could talk was when he was like at the airport. And so he didn't get on his plane because he wanted to talk to her more about mm. it. But either way. Uh-huh. But then he stayed. Right. He didn't mm-hmm. get on a plane tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They, it's not like they talked right, it through. Right, right, right. And then he was like, okay, now I got to go back to I mean, to that seems LA. so like, what the fuck is happening? What are we supposed to take away from the, what's going on? Like, 100%. I don't know what's happening between these two characters. It's supposed to be like our star couple. What the fuck? Right. And this is the problem, yeah. right? Is that it's like, and, and this is why I'm like a little hesitant to, to blame it on just Joey, because mm-hmm. I think it's both of them. Right. Like, I just think I, it's not that I don't think that Joey is behaving mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, I just think like. Sure, Dawson's being fucked up in this scene and like whatever, but like it's a forgivable thing. And when he apologizes later, like it's totally fine and forgivable to me. Uh, I'm gonna have some notes on that, <laughs> but but I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree in theory. Yeah, but like so, but also what I'm looking at is like neither of these people have expressed anything, so mm-hmm. they're all just like yet again, yet again, we are back here with Dawson and Joey, where these two people are working off of assumptions instead of having an actual fucking communication. Yeah, with each other. we just have. Have no idea what to care about because i don't know what either of them is thinking no i don't know if the thing the reason why joey is so adamant about being there for him is because she's like i'm soon to be this person's girlfriend and mm-hmm. what is a girlfriend if not the person who's there for you right and mind. like yeah i mean i have there's yeah, some caveats yeah. to that too yeah, i don't yeah. think your significant other is always has to be the yeah, person that's yeah, there yeah, for yeah, you totally. or you know sometimes yeah. they're not yeah it's f- fine it is what it is <laughs> but like i also think like I don't know that, yeah, but I don't, don't know, know that because these going two people on. kissed six fucking months ago or now at this point. <laughs> like, who knows who how knows long it's gone? Long it's been. Yeah, it's been like um, nine months. They could have had <laughs> like, like a baby in this amount of time. Like, it's like, exactly. what the fuck is happening? And and then and it was just one unromantic kiss. So like, <laughs> yeah, one kiss when she was still in love with someone else. I know. And and getting over that mm-hmm. and so it, and like was sad that her best friend was leaving yeah. but also was getting over a heartbreak yeah and my thing is like and I sad mean, that you she kiss was weirdo leaving. people when you're getting over a heartbreak and my when God. like big life events are happening you don't know how to handle it absolutely and when you're 17 or 18 and you're you're doing you're going you through don't know it, what like, to do you're just acting yeah, out you kiss people that you should that you maybe shouldn't kiss right then yeah it's fine so anyway like joey is crushed mm-hmm. by this thing that Dawson says and we see it but then Dawson gets kind of like scurried away by the frat boys Mm -hmm. so I mean I agree with you I I feel for Dawson I think that this is a totally realistic thing yeah I I think that like obviously particularly when you're younger Mm -hmm. like I think that drinking does sometimes make people more honest yeah yeah and I just think like in the scene when Joey calls him drunk she was kind of weird and fucked up to him in like this way and like so it's like you can't give that behavior a passion and not this you know sure um and like better that he did it right in front of her face and instead of having to like listen to that message Uh, later you know and like whatever and like you know like I guess this is like a these moments of youth or whatever and like because she's 
Ben, like she, the way she's been behaving to him has visibly to us, the audience, we know that he doesn't like it. Like we've right. seen that it's not like giving him comfort or whatever, but she's still like doubling down on like right. the baby voice and like, you're allowed to feel this way or whatever. And so like, you're kind of like, you can see how like that's all escalating into an acting out situation. Mm-hmm. And because we know Drunk Dawson can be way mean. Yeah. This doesn't feel like as mean as like we've seen him be. Uh, I mean, I agree with all of that. Yeah. I, you know, I totally agree with all of that. But that doesn't make... It just doesn't make the... We just still don't know what's happening between them. So it's right. hard to under- follow any logic when it involves Dawson and Joey. 100%. What's going on? I don't care either. Actually, stop you right there. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't answer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't care. Please stop. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, um, the next morning, Dawson gets woken up by Pacey mm-hmm. because he's on Pacey's boat yeah. where he's passed out on, on the, the like, deck. deck. <laughs> No blanket. In November in Boston? I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't think I've ever been to Boston in November. I've been there in Well, also Pacey's like March, such a and good person freezing. and I can't believe he didn't bring him inside. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot doesn't make sense about this. Yeah. But like, okay, Pacey hands him like a weird drink and it's like sauerkraut juice, honey, and some Tabasco. And I'm like, listen. Drink water, eat greasy food, watch America's Next Top Model. The thing is, that like, is the best hangover cure. You, this is like, you have to develop your own hangover sure. cure to like tell your body, like, no, this will make you feel better. Mm. I'm a fountain diet coke person. You are, yeah. I'm just like, I just need a fountain coke. I need a fountain diet coke, and I'll feel better right now. Uh-huh. Give it to me now, <laughs> like ice straw stat. Stat. Um, and it works every time, and yeah. it's great because they have diet coke all over the world when i was in cambodia i was like i need a diet coke right now right now got it got it got it it was Mm. great Mm. so i like a greasy meal yeah sometimes i can't eat i just need like the soda and like water or whatever um yeah or you need like the hydration and i i did read once that it was like oh like the combination of caffeine and liquid and bubbles is like it helps it helps or whatever Mm. anyways it doesn't matter because everyone develops their own strategy and so like whenever someone makes these this happens a lot in shows they make these concoctions and you're like that is all bullshit that would make me vomit helps that one person that made it up and told and lied to themselves you know totally these are like mind over matter situations and like (laughs) dawson's like uh fuck no <laughs> absolutely not, not. yeah Pacey's like yeah i don't know it's supposed to like everyone at the restaurant swears by it and dawson's like nope, nope. not gonna happen nope. and dawson's like please tell me how my head feels right now is not a reflection of how i acted and pacey just monotone goes how your head feels is not a reflection of how you acted <laughs> so and like funny <laughs> dawson's like you're a terrible liar and he's like yep and so dawson's like i'm worried i said something really horrible to joey and Pacey's like, yeah, you, 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 should, you should be really worried. And then he says this thing that I felt was so telling of how he feels about the end of their relationship. Pacey's like, Joey's going to forgive you a lot sooner than you're going to forgive yourself. And I just Girl. felt in that moment, you like, to- I totally understood like the end of their relationship where yeah. it's like, we had that amazing scene where they like talk about the stars and how they used to date. And Uh you see how Pacey's just like, I'm so in love with you, but like, I can't, I don't like who you, who I became with you. And Mm -hmm. I don't forgive myself for how I treated you. Yeah. And I, I, it hurts even more that you've, you already forgive me. I like that. I like that a lot because my thing is like, there's a part of me that like looks at, 
Dawson and Joey and thinks that Pacey knows the two of them and how they are with each other more mm-hmm. better than they mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. themselves and how they are with each other. And because like, I love the fact that Pacey doesn't downplay mm-hmm. what Dawson did. Mm-hmm. Like that he's like, yeah, yeah you, you should be. Fucked up. Yeah, you yeah, fucked yeah. up. And then I also like kind of hate the fact that like they know that Joey is going to be so forgiving mm-hmm. um, of Dawson and that like it's like it's hard because like there's this part of me that's like I have such empathy for Dawson being drunk and mm-hmm. hurting mm-hmm. and like sometimes when you're drunk and hurting particularly when you're 18 mm-hmm. and I don't mean to say that like people don't do this when they're older yeah, they absolutely yeah. do but I think when you're 18 it like you particularly do it right because you, like, especially have less you, control over your emotions yeah and you you don't have communication skills to have said that sober <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. and like i think like this idea of like dawson kind of like being forgiven mm-hmm. or even thinking even having this like floated that he's forgiven before an apology has even been rendered mm-hmm. is like that's where my problems with dawson mm-hmm. stem from right right is it's like I, I actually, the behavior, like, yeah, it was bad. Like, what he said was bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, trying to excuse it. Mm-hmm. But also, there's this part of me that's, like, as someone who has lost a dad, and I was, you know, I was 35 when my dad died. Mm-hmm. I And I'd been to therapy for a long time. Mm-hmm. In therapy totally. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I knew how to control, mm-hmm. or not control, but, like, I knew how to communicate. I knew how to, like... To, like, get through some of my emotions. Right. And I'm not, like, under the influence of, like, 9,000 hormones. So, like, my emotions don't, like, fucking go all over yeah, the place. Yeah, and you didn't have, like, your baby sister to, like, have There's existential thoughts about. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So, it's, like, so, it's, like, there's this part of me that looks at that and goes, like, I can see being forgiving of that. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, being a friend who's, like, okay, you said something shitty let's talk about mm-hmm. where the truth was in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an adult, that's yeah, what I would yeah, be asking. Totally. Where's yeah. the truth in this? Mm-hmm. And what is the truth in this? And actually, I think at the end of the episode, he does they get to it. talked about it. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah. And so we'll get to that. But yeah. like, but there's a part of me that's like, that's what I'm more concerned about. But also like, you apologize when you say something fucked up like that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, obviously that's Dawson's journey. <laughs> yeah. Just apologize more. <laughs> so, so we go oh to this. God, someone tagged you in something on Twitter. <laughs> that was like the incorrect Dawson's Creek. Okay. Tag uh-huh. you in something on Twitter. That was like, so the incorrect Dawson's or out of context yeah yeah, yeah. no the incorrect ones where it's like the it's like images from the show and it's wrong Uh and one of them is like i just want you to apologize (laughs) or like it's like something about like like, how many times how many times do you want me to apologize and she's like just once yes yes (laughs) i laughed so hard (laughs) i think i saw that yeah that made my day um, so at the dorms, Audrey's mom is leaving. She's hella abusive. She's like, I only hurt you because I love you. Girl. Like, Audrey gives her a hug, but is clearly ready for this to be over. Yeah. And Audrey's like, girl, I'd never heard a fucking apology from you. This like, and again, I, I know. Again, yeah. Like, I just think that, like, I felt in this moment, I understood why Audrey, like, hates on L.A. because it just represents trauma to totally. her. And so she's like, how far can I get from L.A.? Boston and as a person who was raised by someone who grew up in Los Angeles and fucking hated it Mm -hmm. I 
I like I feel like there's a part of me that like mm-hmm. understands Audrey in a way mm-hmm. because like my dad my dad grew up in LA and absolutely hated it. He I think he, I've lived in LA for 16 years. Mm-hmm. I've lived in LA for what maybe 14 years when my dad was alive. Yeah. He visited yeah. five, six times. Yeah. It's a lot of trauma. He hated it. Yeah. I mean, also, I did move here kind of as a fuck you to him because I was like 21 and, mm. you know, needed to tell my dad to fuck I mean, off. I feel like when I was like, because I didn't have a dream college or anything and yeah. I like toured all the ones I got into and I'm like, I just want to live at the beach. So I only applied to schools at the beach, you yeah. know, and I was like, which one's the furthest away? Totally. You know, and so it was like, oh, Santa Cruz is fucking far. It's like 350 miles away. Yeah. I did want that. And mm-hmm. then Santa Cruz was the school that had the best program for what I wanted to study. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going there. Yeah. And then. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like that stuff didn't matter to me. I was like, this is an yeah. experience. <laughs> oh, totally. I hear you. I mean, I did move abroad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I moved to London. England. Right. right, right. <laughs> I was like, OK, bye. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me for a year. Yeah. 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 No, just kidding. I talked to my parents once a week. But um, anyway, so she says that there oh yeah so audrey's mom says that the reason she does all this is because it's out of love which like fuck that shit fuck that narrative that's so fucking abusive yeah i only hurt you because i love you yeah audrey's like i didn't hear an apology and audrey's like look maybe i'm spoiled but she doesn't say this but it's like your fucking fault like if your yeah. kid's spoiled that's your fault as a parent you made me spoiled i didn't buy that shit and for also myself. spoiled is whatever you think it means so if you think your child is spoiled you did it <laughs> and you think it's bad yeah um and you put them you set them up to fail you spoiled them yep. by your definition and then you're mad that they're spoiled <laughs> okay fuck you and she's like if i'm spoiled like i might be a spoiled brat but i'm the only one you got and like you're my mom and like mm-hmm. whatever and like mrs liddell finally apologizes and like i don't know it's hard because we just don't know this care we don't know audrey that well so yeah. we don't and we don't know her mom so like i think it's supposed to be like a redemption story but like you're just like this woman's psycho like oh my gosh like and it feels triggering to watch this like really intense mom like and then like finally gets like an apology and we're supposed to be like okay you know yeah and and audrey like goes into the dorm after her mom leaves and joey and she's like man joey i can't believe you like defended my honor yeah and you took me to a party and i didn't have to invite myself and like oh that was so heartbreaking to me you know yeah because joey's like it was nothing and audrey's like it was something like that meant something to me you made me feel good about myself and that's not nothing yeah and like she's and then she says you know the stuff that my mom said about buying my way into worthington Mm -hmm. basically like i hope you don't think less of me and joey's like I don't like I'm glad Mm -hmm. I could help yeah and Audrey says she wishes she could return the favor I'm like girl that part is like this is like it's hard because it's like like are we supposed to forget how awful Joey's been to Audrey and then just like in this moment be like oh Joey did like the right thing and like stood up for this woman Audrey who's been there for her the whole time you know and like then we're think of season one or season five episode one where Audrey like sits with joey on the porch and tells her about her high school boyfriend yeah or when joey starts crying after mitch dies and audrey's like there for her you know like i don't know it's just like we're supposed to be like like what like audrey's just like i wish i could return the favor and you're like what the fuck is going on like i don't know it's like i guess it just again highlights of like isn't joey just like this feminist icon and shouldn't everyone be in debt to her and you're like no well i think i i think that there's like to me it's more like 
and I think someone brought this to our attention and I've thought about it a lot since Mm. then. And I'm so sorry that I'm just not going to remember who exactly it was, but that like once someone becomes the protagonist of this show, Mm -hmm. there's like no work being done on that Mm -hmm. person as a character. And I think like, that's what we are falling into with Joey Mm -hmm. is that like, in a way, Joey is now the center of the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Now that we've moved to Boston. Yeah. Joey becomes the center of the show. Yeah. And the new character is like a character for her. For her. Yeah. And, um, and then, and so my thing is more like as the center of the show, there's this part of me that like wishes we got to see growth, but there's Mm -hmm. a thing. It seems like one of the things that this show sort of stumbles over is once someone is the center, there's no growth that needs to be ha- mm-hmm. happening. And I think that's what we're seeing, right? And I think there's this way in which Joey's character starts to fall apart a little bit in season yeah, five. Yeah, totally agree. Because- like, I already, like, had so many problems with her in season four, and they could have rebounded in the way that they did with Dawson, you know, where at the end of season three, you're like, that guy's trash. What the fuck? And they put an effort to, like, have some growth with him. And we see, like, Joey, like, really just be totally wild at the end of season four you know yeah. and then like season five they just like double down on it and I just feel like the show a lot and like again it's probably like the you know Paul Stupin they moralize the main character they did that with Dawson yeah. which is what we've always complained about they're like he's a good guy because we're telling you that and they do that with Joey she's a good girl because we're telling you that right and then the behavior we see we're like mm, I don't see that well it's like it's not that she's it's funny because it's like in a different way right mm-hmm. like that dawson is like i mean so horrible in season three mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. my god yeah, yeah just yeah. awful and then in season four it's like okay he's better but he's like not not awful mm-hmm. right and then and joey it's like i mean sure there's a privilege like thing where she's much less privileged than Dawson. So I think for me, I give her more slack Mm -hmm. and like, you know, she's dealt with a lot of shit. (laughs) That's like an 18 year old. And like, so she gets some more slack, right? right? right, right. Like for me. And, and as we mentioned last time, like Jen drinks three airplane bottles of vodka and gets sent to therapy and Joey loses her mom and dad goes to prison. And everyone's like, you Eh, must be fine, girl. Suck it up. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) totally. Get through it. Uh huh. And it's like, sure, you don't get through that without like trauma coping mechanisms that fuck up other things. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you don't, you just don't, Mm -hmm. period. And so like, there's this part of me that's like, I think that's where my sympathy or empathy for Joey lies. Like, but it's sympathy. It's not empathy. Mm -hmm. I do know the definitions of those two words. Mm -hmm. I promise you. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but like, but I agree with you that it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I do have sympathy for her, it is hard for me to watch her do this. Well, it's like what people complain about how she talks about her mom being dead all the time. And it's a very similar thing of like, I'm totally, tr- I'm being whacked to you. My mom's dead. And right. like, that's although what- I will say, I don't think that that's actually true. I don't feel <laughs> that way, but I can see why people say that yeah. because like she uses that as like a, as a, an excuse for sure. why her she can treat her behavior, her is, behavior bad. is bad sure. and like i think there's such intense trauma for her mom being dead and like i understand that but at the same time the show does that to explain it and you're like well that only takes you so far like that worked in season one when she was 15 season two like you know when like yeah. she's young and at a certain point you're like come on like yeah. you know like learn from like how your actions affect people right. you know and so it, it it kind of can be difficult to watch you know um yeah totally and so we go 
back to Grams's house and Dawson comes to sit down with Jen. And I just love like these friend moments, you yeah, know? Same. So like, I just am here for this, you know? And Dawson, sh- she's in the kitchen eating breakfast. Yeah. And Dawson, she's like, you want some? And Dawson's like, fuck no, I can't He's eat like, anything. Do not show me pancakes, ma'am. She has, she says she has post-traumatic hunger syndrome, which is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, she like rubs his back for a second. Like he puts his head down on the counter and she just rubs his back for a second. Mm-hmm. And she like, then Dawson asks about Charlie. Yeah, so like. It's such a good friend moment. But also like, why did we not see people like hearing about this? Like, I know. why did we not see these conversations where Jen tells Dawson about Charlie or like. Right. Whatever. You I mean, know? I guess we saw her talk to Pacey in the last we saw her episode. Talk to Pacey at the and beginning the, of this episode. And then last episode yeah. too, you yeah. know. So like, but I agree with you because like the, these storylines are so much more interesting to watch. They feel more authentic. Yeah. And we also know what's happening and it moves the story along in a way where we can be like, oh, this is how they're feeling. Right. Uh, this is what's going on versus like having to, like, like I've maintained this whole season. It's like having to watch any scene with Joey and Dawson. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I no, don't totally. know what's happening. Totally. I don't care. You know, totally. No, totally. I agree with you. And I think that like, you know, the I would actually be more interested in it if there were like no romantic storylines, mm-hmm. particularly between the main characters. I totally agree. Like f- give Joey or give Jen, sorry, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, totally. I don't need to see these. Like, I I, I totally agree. And I think this and is I like, feel like this scene, like it moves the story along line along more in mm-hmm. a way that's super interesting and yeah. like I've said before like it's hard to move a show into college and like it would be so interesting to watch how these characters have to like cling on to their friendships yeah. as they transition into adulthood and, and like sure. you know their next steps like those storylines are compelling to have them like suddenly be like you know dating and moving back to this like relationship we never saw happen of joey and dawson like we saw them date for like so little so long ago and we just lived through like the most romantic like storyline of season in season three and then you know joey and pacey in season four to have to like switch back to this like it's hard to care and get us like involved in it and then it because I don't care all these other scenes you're like you had it you had it right there like how fucking interesting would it be to be like Dawson's like I hate LA I don't know I'm having a crisis of identity because my whole life I want to be a filmmaker and what if I don't like LA so interesting and to have these conversations with his friends and like you know I know shows need drama but you could create drama in a romance yes or like with another character like this drama they're creating with Charlie I think it sucks they're fucking over Jen but like this is like okay fine yeah I'm here for this storyline sure sure whatever Sure. you know and like whatever are we supposed to think professor wilder's hot I-, I guess and like is he pursuing joey i don't know but like fine could i watch that fine you know but like having to care about like dawson and joey i just like i can't well and also i think like i mean i agree with you i can't care and i don't care but also like okay so isn't it more interesting if dawson's crisis of faith comes not because of joey comes yes. because of something else yes isn't it more interesting if Joey's like if if Joey and Dawson slowly come back towards each other? Mm-hmm. I think this is like and this is why I blame Paul Stupin and maybe who knows? Maybe that's totally off basis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like just from listening to him in the yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, commentaries, yeah, totally. this yeah. is where I get my mm-hmm. my sort of theory theories. But like but that there's this part of me that thinks that like he is such an old school TV guy, mm-hmm. right? And old school TV is like this. Yeah. Where Romance. it's like 
Yeah. We need romance. We gotta have like, this. We need to have these like super intense romantic relationships, which no one you know has. And right. then these super intense dramatic once they're together relationships, which like also no one has. Well, and, also- and then these really dramatic breakups that then all of a sudden they're friends after that, which right. no one has. And it's like okay like i know there's like a lot of like the idea of television has been like an escapism but you're also like i don't know we still want like a moments of authenticity well if i want that i'll go watch fucking dynasty i know it's like, I don't that's know. how i feel like I, like that's not what this show is or it shouldn't it seems like that's not what this show purported to be right mm-hmm. is that like there's this part of me that's like wouldn't it be so much better if we actually earned this dawson and joey relationship mm-hmm. and and I think like I think that's like the part that's the stem from which all this shit mm-hmm. like the, the fact that we're so like, oh, my God, this sucks. Mm-hmm. This Dawson and Joey storyline is all stems from the fact that it's not earned. Yeah. We never even saw them be good friends, let alone like good lovers. And <laughs> if they came back, if they came back here, what if like what if Dawson came back to Boston and he you know, like for a different reason. Mm -hmm. And he and Joey were still having this like kind of inability to connect Mm -hmm. or this, like she's trying to be there for him when his dad dies. And he just like, can't allow that. Mm -hmm. And like, that's an interesting, that's more interesting Mm -hmm. to me. I totally agree. Like he could have come to Boston for the weekend and hung out with all of his friends there and been like, this is the experience I want. This is what I want. I want to be with my friends and then go home and tell his parents, like, I think I want to move to Boston and be with my friends yeah. and like still have the story line full in the same way where his dad dies and he has to deal with that. Right. But then dealing with it in this like completely other way where we're just like, I like when we're watching right now, which actually happens, you're like, I don't understand. I don't know. And when we see these moments of like him sitting here in this conversation with Jen. You're like, their friendship is earned and so much better. And that's the thing. The the Jen and Dawson friendship is earned. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it so much. I know. Is because like we saw them go through rough patches. Mm-hmm. We saw them be fucking pissed at each other. Yeah. We saw them fight. We saw them yeah. get past it. We saw them we apologize. We saw him apologize. Totally. Yeah. We saw him apologize to her. We saw her apologize to him. Like, you know, we saw all of it. Mm-hmm. And like, even in this moment, he tells her, she's like, so how was your frat back experience? And, you know, and he's like, look, the last time I was here, I felt like everyone was walking on eggshells around me. And I just didn't like that, how it felt. And so in this conversation with Jen, he's honest with her. We hear what he's feeling, yeah. which we've never heard with Joey, you know? And so he's able to like open up and confide in her about his feelings. And instead of her getting defensive and being like, well, I was just trying to. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. I was just trying to be the perfect friend for you. Yeah. She's like, you know, I think people just like don't know what to do. Like they want to be here for yeah, you, but they also don't like, know what to do. You're life really sucks right now and we don't know how to deal with that and we're just trying our best you know yeah and he's like and that gets through to him he's like yeah you know i know i'm lucky and i have great friends and like jen's kind of like don't you forget it yeah and so this would have been like such a good explanation for like why he even wanted to stay in boston absolutely like even in this moment like you know and he kind of said that to his dad like i miss my friends i miss all that stuff you know but we didn't see him with his friends yeah and And then like yeah and then in this moment like because we didn't see the lost weekend like where we saw they all hung out i don't know like you know and so like you know like in this moment you're like okay i get it like i see why he wanted to leave la like i do understand that it's hard to be that far away and to have and then also to know that the it's not that the alternative is all your friends are at different schools the alternative is all your friends are in the same town and you could 
kind of like have a similar life that you used to have. And that would be really compelling, like and really intoxicating and comforting. And especially coming from a small town and all this stuff, you would be like, I don't know, that kind of sounds like a better like I'm still moving to the city in a way, but like not like away away. Look at all these characters. You still get to branch out. Mm-hmm. You still get to meet new people. Mm-hmm. You still get to branch out. You still get totally. to try new things. Yeah, yeah. You still get to do, you yeah. know, all the city stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just that you have this support network. You have this comfort Totally. Network. And you have your parents nearby, like close yeah. enough where you could see them if you miss them. So it does make sense in like, it's like in this ep- this small scene, you're like, I see why he didn't want to be in U- USC. I see why he wanted to stay in Boston. Mm-hmm. Like I see how like Jen's like actually his best friend. That's the tea on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the restaurant where Karen comes in and Pacey asks if she's hung over because she's like looking a little worse yeah. for the wear. And she's like, no, I'm overworked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but weren't you like supposed to go out with your boyfriend last night? And he's like, yeah, but she's like, yeah, he had to cancel. And then they had we're short staffed. So I just and came in and worked in. and like, girl, I have been. There. Yeah. Closing and then opening at a I, restaurant is I fucking know, torturous. Yeah. And she, he looks at her and he's like, oh, is that that locket new? Right. And it's the necklace Jen found on the bed. Uh-huh. And he, she's like, no, it's my grandma's. Like, it's been in my family for, like, decades. And, like, if I lost it, I thought I lost it. But then, like, you know, luckily I found it. And, like, yeah. she would have killed me if she knew I lost it. Yeah. And we see Pacey, like, start to think about Danny differently. Yeah. But, like, quick question. Does So she invited everyone to Pacey's party. Yeah. Wouldn't she know it was on the boat she just fucked Danny on? One would think. I just like that part. I don't understand. Didn't she know that the boat she just went to like with Danny was Pacey's boat? I I don't know if she knows. Like, I feel like here's my the only way I can work around this uh-huh. is that she just said when Pacey said he was having a party, she just said Pacey's, Pacey's having, having a party. party and didn't say like where. Right. But so then, then like, like people could come up and ask him where. But the then it would have that she didn't hear. About that's what I mean. It? Is like then if someone was like, "Oh, cool, I want to come to your party. What's the address?" And then she sees it, she would know that it was pe- the sure. boat that she went on. I don't know that that, that part. This part, I was like, "What the fuck? This yeah. is fucking clear plot holes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And then we get this very Dawson's Creek song cue mm-hmm. of "I Remember" by Sabrina Judge, which mm-hmm. I thought was Natalie Merchant when I first right. heard it, but it's not <laughs> Sabrina Judge. And we see Dawson and Joey walking to the train station, and I want to just like point out that here is what's wrong with how this relationship is portrayed. We did not see them meet up with each other. Mm-hmm. We did not see them have an awkward moment mm-hmm. where Dawson said something fucked up, and Joey. I was like, I don't know how I'm coming to you because like you said something shitty to me, mm-hmm. but you were drunk. And so I don't I don't know how to deal with this. Like we don't actually get to see that moment. Yeah. Even when she's talking to Audrey, she could have been like last night was fucking crazy, like for both of us, you yeah. know, and I'm glad that you were there for me when Dawson like exploded at me. Like she could have when when Audrey's like, I wish I could return the favor. She could have been like, yeah, but you did when Dawson exploded at me. And like, I couldn't believe that. And we could she could have said what her feeling was on that. Totally. And then we'd be like, OK, we know where she's coming from. Totally. But the problem is, is that we start this scene halfway through. Yeah. They already are, are mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. They're and- like, just go with it. They're soulmates. They read each other's face. So we get Dawson walking with Joey and he's like, I've been trying to figure a way out a way to tell you how sorry I am. Mm-hmm. 
And my thing is like, well, you could just fucking start by saying sorry. I, I mean, like, I don't. I definitely, I, know I agree with you, but I'm like, this is gross and I need to give that to him. Shh. Okay. <laughs> and I hear you. Um, and Joey says, they're beyond the need for formal apologies at this point. And my sh- I'm like, girl, no, you fucking aren't. Mm-hmm. You are never beyond that need. No. It is so nice to hear someone acknowledge that they did they something They did something hurtful. fucked up. I totally agree. Like, like and- even if the second that they say it, you are like, you didn't need to I do know, that. but this highlights how, like, she has this idea of their friendship and their relationship uh-huh. that she made up when she was 10. I like, agree. Oh, that romance, like the rom-com thing of like, we don't have to apologize. We transcend all these things. Yeah, love t- means never having to say you're yes. sorry. Fuck that shit. Yes. Like, so she's living God, in that no world. are so fucked up. Yeah, she's living in that world. And she's like, we've transcended that. We're Dawson and Joey. We yeah. don't have to do that. And you're yeah. like, okay. Totally. And she's like, it's okay. You must be feeling like shit as it is. Yeah, she goes, you're such a jerk last night. I'm thinking you're feeling all kinds of stupid. And then just changes the subject. Yeah. And like, she's like, there's the $2 theater I was telling you about. You know, next time we should go. And like, yeah. she's like, you know, and she just describes like a normal $2 theater of like, you know, kind of smells weird and like the seats are half broken, but like it's kind of God, fun. And what you're I like, I wouldn't give. I know. <laughs> oh, God. I love, especially in the summer. That's like one of my favorite things. You yeah, just go to the $2 theaters, still, yeah. fountain soda, yeah. air conditioning, yeah. some fucking shit amazing action movie i've done that's like one of my summer things i've missed so much um, in this totally wild time unprecedented times um so dawson's like you think going to a movie would sound like appealing to me right now but it's like not like and like this is don't you wish we could explore this crisis he's having absolutely because he's like you know i don't know what to do with myself right now yeah and joey is like actually pretty like nice to him she's like your dad just died like you have every right to feel this way Mm -hmm. it's fine i mean i definitely hear that but i think that like what he's saying he felt before his dad died okay like his crisis about la and about film school and all this stuff he felt before la like you know so like it, it 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 does like i think she's like trying to like be like oh no you're only feeling that way because your dad died and he's kind of like no, no, I, I felt that way after I got fired from that internship when I was wearing flip flops, you know, <laughs> I do know. And Dawson's like, you know, I can't I want to like admit that I came here this weekend to see a shrink. Mm-hmm. And and Joey's like, oh, well, like, how did it go? Like, and Dawson's like, well, I didn't. I like laughed. panicked and laughed. Yeah. yeah. And he and doesn't know why. And yeah. he's like, you know, nothing makes sense to me right now. Mm-hmm. And then he says this, which I fucking love. Mm-hmm. He says, can I tell you something even has has the potential to make you sad? I know. I like we it. get this moment where he's like, okay, I'm finally like, I kept thinking you were going to bring up this fact that you kissed me and that like, mm-hmm. you know, that like, I don't know what's going on between us. Mm-hmm. And you kind of asked me to stay in Boston. And then as the viewer, we know that she said, I didn't want him to stay. So we don't know what's going on with her and his head clear. Like from all that, we're like, he's obviously spinning. Yeah. And he's just like, can I just be like honest with you and like bear my soul and like right. it's it might hurt you and I just like but I want you to know and I, I feel like this is like I, I do a lot of times think that like Dawson does try to grow their friendship and she yeah. kind of doesn't let him I think it goes both ways because I, I think there are times she tries to grow their friendship and he doesn't let her uh-huh. but I, I agree with you mm-hmm. I think I mean I do think that these two people are like extremely bad for each other yeah 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 and so Except this moment, which is actually great mm-hmm. because she also doesn't like overreact or yeah. be weird. Well, 
She anyway, does. She's a little I weird. think she's weird. A little I, bit. I think her reaction to this is really fucked up and toxic. Okay. I don't disagree, but let's get through it before mm-hmm. we get there. So he says that he made the decision when he made the decision not to go back to the LA, all he could daydream about was kissing her. And he was so looking forward to the day when it would finally feel right for them to try again. And it seemed so possible, like it was just around the corner. Mm-hmm. And my thing is like, okay, so finally, what episode is this? Six? Six. Finally, we actually have mm-hmm. someone verbalize mm-hmm. their fucking feelings. Yeah. Six episodes into this season. Mm-hmm. That is wild i know wild. like he could have told this to jack or to jen so at least we as a viewer knew what was going on absolutely and and or then, his mom or like anyone. anyone fucking say it to your mirror i yeah. don't care and then he lily and then, <laughs> and then um mitch died and it went away this feeling went away and she, he was like you know i was living in this fuzzy world of daydreams and i got yanked out of it and i don't know what to, how to get back there and what scares me most is that maybe i never will mm-hmm and then she kisses him which i did not like yeah let me just back up real quick because i'm like are they talking about daydreams because their song is daydream believer and they're trying to tie it all together think about that that's all i could think about yes and he's like how am i gonna get back to that daydream you know when like when um dawson (sighs) when pacey and joey's version of daydream believer is playing as we awkwardly kiss i'm (laughs) oh god I just, I don't have anything to say to that other than like, oh, I'm going to yeah. take another sip of my drink. So she has the goal to have him say, I thought I wanted to be with you. And now, like, I feel like that was a total fantasy and I've made a lot of m- mistakes in my life. Mm. And she's like, she has the goal to kiss him kiss after him. that. And it is one of the most awkward kisses it's I've not good. ever seen on yeah, television. I agree. There is nothing there. There is nothing no. there. Yep. And it's like, actually, like uncomfortable to yep, watch i agree like they couldn't even like do a song over nothing that they could have done would have made it's like you, that weird dawson's creek piano music yeah nothing about this kiss could you even like squint your eyes and be like okay i'm right there with you they have no chemistry none, none. and so like we're like okay and she and it's so awkward and she's just like you'll find your way back you know and in the meantime i'll be i'll daydream about it I and just, she's fucking with his head. He literally told her, like, I thought I wanted to be with you, and now I don't. I don't know if I'll ever feel that way again. And she, like, she she does this a lot whenever he's like, I don't know about this. Because that's what happened in Coda. He's just kind of like, like, I'm leaving. It feels weird. And she's like, you're leaving. I'm going to kiss you. Like, you know, so I can fuck with your head. I think she's fucking with him. I don't, he's I don't in, know that I agree with that. He's saying to her, I thought I wanted to be with you, and where I feel right now, I don't. Right. I think what she does is fucked up. Yeah. I, I don't, like, but I don't know if she's fucking with his head, or if she's like, that's what I wanted to, and... Well, that's the point, but you still, like, we don't know where she's coming from. Right. And, like, so I think she's fucking with his head, because she doesn't want to take the balls to admit what she wants, and so she's just going to, like, manipulate well, him. Well, she does say, she says she's going to daydream for the both of them, so I Daydream think, about what? I mean, about them. About what? She doesn't say it. I know she doesn't say it. That's true. But I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that what we're supposed to take away is... Exactly, but what I take away is, like, we're going to live in this fantasy world where nothing happened, right. and we're just going to, like, have the most awkward kisses, and we're going to, sh- you're going to come over and share a bed with me and we're never gonna fuck because we have no sexual tension between us but i'm gonna hold it over you and keep gatekeep your friends from you yeah 
And when I date someone, you're going to do that to me. Mm-hmm. I it's mean, like it's I think she's just fucking with him. Like, I think he fucks with her, but in she particularly is fucking with him more, you know, in right these now. moments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's weird because I think the problem is, is that we never get Joey saying what she wants. Mm hmm. And we never get her declaring, like, this is what I am looking for. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. It's like she's afraid to say it. I mean, like, I like it's like on the one hand, I can see how her trauma of like, well, when I wanted to be Dawson's friend and like when I asked to be his best friend again, he said he couldn't and he wanted to be with me. So the only way that in this moments where we can, I can have him in my life is there, if there is like the like thread of romance and like the thread of us being together. But like, it's hard because even in this moment, he is kind of being like, I think they have gone back to being friends and she's like, kind of like then being like, Oh no, he's telling me that like he only wants to be friends. So I need to like dangle this other thing in front of him. Yeah. I mean, I think too, like her, I think there's a part of her that some, there's something about her and, and how she kind of relates to Dawson particularly Mm -hmm. that like, it's just, I think it's all or nothing with them. Like, I think that there's this way that like now that they've dated or that they've like declared each other soulmates, which mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, I roll. I roll yeah. Like that they feel like they can't get back to something. Whereas mm-hmm. I think like with Jen, it's like Dawson and Jen's relationship, I think is so like, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that th- these two people, they, they dated each other. Dawson was super into Jen. Yeah. 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 I mean, Jen was into Dawson, but yeah. like, not in the same way that Dawson was. Yeah. Into they Jen. even still like got back together kind of ish in second season. And like, they oh, did yeah, have they, like, like a, that skinny dipping. Scene yeah. They did have they, like, some like ebbs and flows to their, like their boundary, right, they made out that one time you know, the boundary bed, of yeah. their relationship. So like, it does follow a similar parallel. And in this moment, I feel like Dawson's being totally honest with her of like, I thought I wanted to be back with you. And like, now I don't feel that way anymore. Right. And she's just like, no, you will come back to me and I'm going to kiss you and I'm going to fuck with your head. I mean, I don't see it like that. I don't see it as like, as like calculating as that, I guess. I think it's like, she, what she wants is the same thing that he said he used to want and like i think that's hard i think wanting i don't something... think she wants that though she doesn't know what she wants yeah i mean that's true she that's the thing is she, she doesn't wants. know so she doesn't even want that so when he tells her like i just want to be your friend which is like kind of what he's saying in this moment like i thought i wanted to kiss you and be with you and now i don't want that anymore like but i want it like i'm still like he wants to be her friend right but i think that like i don't know that she knows how to be just friends with him anymore Mm-hmm. Well, she never did. Even when she said she wanted that, she still was half in, half out with him sure. to the detriment of her relationship with Pacey. Sure. You know? Sure. She just fucks over all these people because she doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also not knowing what you want is something that's relatable to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... You know, and I think that's why I guess I... I'm I mean, not I'm willing not... to look at Joey as a villain or as, like as a terrible person because like it's I not really... but it's not a binary no and totally, just because but... you can relate to it doesn't mean it's not fucked up uh, right to- no totally i agree yeah. with you but also there's this part of me that looks at her and goes like you know she's trying to get through this mm-hmm. with like 
little support, mm-hmm. you know, like emotional support particularly. Mm-hmm. And yes, part of that is because she pushes away emotional support. Mm-hmm. And I don't and pushes have all of her friends away. Absolutely. And I yeah. don't have a ton of like patience for that. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, like this is a person who's just experienced so much as a young person. And I think like, uh, I get the idea that like, you don't know like that you've you've had to focus on the present for so mm-hmm. long that like you don't know how to project forward mm-hmm. and think of like what what do I actually want and I think like that's something that I struggle with myself like what do I actually want I said, mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't know the answer to that right and so like I think that's a really interesting thing I wish that they had explored it in a different way I mean I think it's a super common feeling to like be like I don't know what I want I don't know what I'm doing with my life like I I mean like I think we all feel that way right now like it's like a collective experience and it's very hard to you know to live it and then to like help your friends navigate it obviously but like like it's hard because like it's just hard to see Dawson be honest with her and say like I thought I wanted to be with you and like now I don't feel that way and to have her then reaction is to like kiss him you know and like if Dawson had done that we would have said it was sexual assault I I mean and I agree and I and I'm with you and I think I I mean my notes are literally like what she does is like super fucked up the fact that she kisses him is absolutely yeah absolutely fucked and I think that like and I, th- I thought the same thing where I was like, do, is this assault? Like, yeah. does she like, she, she kisses, he says, I don't want to be with you. And then she kisses mm-hmm. him. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that is, we don't do that. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. And so, so I'm with you on this thing. I guess my thing is like, how do we, I guess, how does this Dawson and Joey relationship as right now, it seems to be whatever thing that they were like circling around and Mm -hmm. i think i think a lot about paul stupin also talking about certain people as romantic interests for dawson Mm -hmm. who like were not romantic interests Mm -hmm. and so i think about this like idea like that like there's a part of me that's like did paul stupin think that like the first six episodes of this season was like dawson and joey back together again in like this weird way because Mm -hmm. like he thought that um bianca lawson was dawson's like romantic Romantic interest and i was like what just like didn't read like that at all yeah they were just like really they didn't kiss once they were friends and confident like yeah confidants you know right and so and so there's this part of me that's like is that it is that like this was being read weird like mm. like that this like old boomer dude like or that he just read the script and didn't watch the show yeah or something like that mm-hmm. but like i don't know i mean the fact that like they didn't talk about any of this previous to this exact moment mm-hmm. and that joey still like we don't know like we kind of understand that maybe she wants the same thing that dawson was saying that he wanted but she doesn't she said to Pacey, I didn't want him, to, I didn't ask, I didn't want him to stay in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, the train for Capeside gets called as she hugs, she kisses him and then she gives him a hug. Mm-hmm. The hug is fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Um, and the train for Capeside to get called, which again, I just have what so many on? questions about what the transportation happening? situation. Oh my god! I guess because I travel a lot, I like always am like, what's the transpo situation? I know. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? How do you get to and from this place? Yeah. Apparently you can take a train when it's convenient. Yeah. 
Um, and we get this very, very long look between the two of them. And then Dawson leaves and Joey watches him go. Yeah. And we're just like, I'm like, what are we supposed to think this longing is? I hate this ending. It's oh just like, God, I hate it so much. He's like, she's like, don't worry. You'll come back to yeah. wanting to kiss me. <laughs> it's so childish. It is. And it, it, yeah, it is. And it, there's this part of me that's just like. If someone says, I thought I wanted to be with you and now I don't, mm-hmm. like, that's the end of the fucking conversation. I know. Or at least about the romance, you know? Absolutely. And like, like, I totally, like, like, even when you're eight, your wounds, even go, when you're 18, you know that, like, absolutely. you know, like absolutely. if someone says that to you, it was like, I thought I wanted to be with you. And like, you know, in that moment I did, but like so much in my life has changed in the past month that like, I can't, I can't deal with that I right can't now. do that. And I can't even imagine getting back to that, you know? And like, and then if your response is to like, like try to kiss them, like what? That's so fucked up to me. And it's not even a kiss on the cheek, which like I would have yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. forgiven a little bit more Mm -hmm. it's like a fucking kiss like it's an attempt at one she kisses him on the mouth it's an attempt at like a romantic kiss you know and he's not even feeling it so it also perpetuates this weird like yeah like feeling about it yeah you know where he's like i don't want this and now she's kissing me and i don't know what to do about it right bad yeah anyway uh it's hard because they're so like all the friend moments are so good and i think just like transitioning into college is super hard like i've said but for a show but like like the friend moments are what make it I good mean, amazing jen and jack's story is super compelling yeah. even dawson being like i love hanging out with my friends i want this like if he like that part is super compelling watching audrey trying to fit into this friend group is super yeah. compelling you know like all uh-huh. of these things are super interesting I love and it. then we have this other storyline that we just can we don't even know what's happening and because we don't know what's happening we don't give a fuck right hopefully this means it's the end <sighs> that he said this to her <laughs> fingers crossed yeah right i mean it's like they still try to jam this down our throat so it's like uh we're gonna have to see this till the end of the show yeah you know it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know so who are you rooting for (sighs) jen yeah i'm rooting for jen go at it yeah yeah I mean, I'm rooting for Dawson. I'm, rooting for I, Dawson, I'm still yeah. like, it's. I think there's so it's so fucked up. His dad died, you know, mm-hmm. and he's trying his best. And like, and I see him like trying to like he's honest with Jen, even just like ex- like he's honest with Pacey too, you know, and like and wanting to go out with Jack. Like you remember how good friends they are, and yeah. like he's trying to just be like. I don't know. I'm trying to be normal. I'm just trying to like cope in these different ways. And he like, you know, like he's storm- He doesn't actually go to the therapy, but I think like he's like knows there's a problem and needs to fix it, you know? Yeah. And I think like, I mean, the thing that's so interesting to me is like when he says the thing that he says to Jen mm-hmm. that she doesn't like freak out. Yeah. But is also just like, hey, you know, this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Like she's like. Like, maybe you should see it from a different viewpoint. Well, and also just, like, we're, this is, we don't know how to act. Yeah. No, so, she, like, it's okay that you don't like how we're acting. Like, yeah, totally. No one's mad at you. And, like, I definitely hear you that you feel like I'm walking on eggshells. But what I'm do what I think I'm doing is, like, I just feel so bad that your dad died and I don't know what to do. Yeah. 
So like I, that, yes, I, I am walking on eggshells, but this totally. is why, you know? Yeah. And I just think that those are such honest moments where like, and those are the points why like communications are so good because yeah. you're like, this is how I feel what's happening. And it's like, it's not that that's not happening. There is no one truth, you right. know? <laughs> like there is just like how everyone's behaving and what they think they're doing, you yeah. know? And that's why you need to talk about things. They're like, okay, I hear you. I understand that's how you feel. And I, that, then that's the truth. That's your truth. What I'm doing is like, here's my truth oh my God, your dad died. I don't know what to do. And I want you to feel better. And I wish I could take that pain away, you know? Yeah. And I that's mean, why you like, like the having to be six episodes in and we still don't fucking know what Joey wants. Right. And, and, and it doesn't seem like the thing that Joey's trying to do is take away Dawson's pain mm-hmm. or like the thing that Jen's saying. And I, and I think like there's this part of me that gets why Dawson wants to stay with Jack and Jen because yeah. Jack and Jen aren't like weird freaks around him they have honest communication and they're trying to help them in the way in which they think will help him and then you know? dawson says this isn't working for me and jen's yeah. like okay here's what i was trying to do yeah but cool. and like and even like, like you know we all know that him drinking his feelings isn't a good idea but like jack is like look at him he's thriving this is amazing you know so you can kind of understand that he jack thinks he's being a good friend to dawson you also know? like look drinking your feelings isn't the way to to get through anything yeah 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 but that's not saying that like that's not what happens i know that's, that's what i mean it's like you're feelings. watching that and you're like checks out like this is like not a good idea i mean i mentioned but we've all done this i mentioned this on 504 but i drank almost an entire bottle of red breast the yeah night, the night we came home from the hospital yeah we like i just i just like i don't think that like you want to say like oh just drink it away because that's not going to happen but like i understand that and i understand like 18 year olds like you know jack being like just come party with us look at you you're smiling you're thriving you know and like you know and jack in a lot of ways wears a mask so he's like you're smiling you're thriving you must be smiling and thriving you know and so like that totally totally makes like it, it it still feels like good friendship vibes yeah and and i think like as as having been someone that's 18 Mm -hmm. having been someone that was 18 with Mm -hmm. you but by my side yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah yeah we drank a lot of our feelings we drank some feelings away um you know and later on we had to deal with those yeah yeah yeah, totally and And we all know that's what's coming with dawson but like i don't know you just get it more like that feels authentic it totally you get it and you understand like where jack's coming from and where dawson's coming from in that scene you know and so then when we have to see this like slog of like joey what the fuck do you want yeah what do you want how do you think you're being a good friend to Dawson? How well, do you think you're being a good soulmate? How do you think you're being a good like potential lover? Like what the fuck do you want? And also this like this like Dawson's Creek thing with Joey. And I don't think it's like the character of Joey's fault. I think it's the show's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like her being like the good girl and mm-hmm. thus like cannot make mistakes, quote mm-hmm, unquote. Like mm-hmm. there's this part of me that looks at her and is like I wish we could see Joey be messier. Mm-hmm. I wish we got because I think or the, every, the takeaway is messier. Well, every, she kisses every him, and being, it's like we're supposed to be like, oh, we get it. I know, yeah. No, totally. Every single one of us is messy. Yeah, yeah. And and particularly at eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a conversation with one of our college friends where we were talking, and and you know, this is kind of when I said the thing about hearing someone apologize. Sometimes mm-hmm. the second they say it, you're like. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. A, a, a friend of ours from college apologized to me about something recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't. I told her, I was like, I, 
I'm not I'm not mad at you for mm-hmm. the fact that we were all messy when we were 18. Yeah, yeah, totally. But thank you for apologizing. But also, it I can't um, I can't express what it felt like to hear yeah. an acknowledgement that like Yeah. Totally. That like that some things that she did was hurt were hurtful. Yeah, totally. And like those two things can be true simultaneously. Yes. Like that I think that that's the hard part with Dawson's Creek is that like you can't be multifaceted. Yeah. You know, they try I to agree. have this complicated relationship with Dawson and Joey, but like it doesn't make sense. But because we don't see them friends and we also don't see them be lovers. So right. we don't know what we're supposed to care about. Right. And actually, if you had had a complicated relationship with the two of them where things were blurry mm-hmm. and things were hard and, and messy and messy and, dirty, and stuff, yeah. like then then I would have been more on board. And totally I think agree. I would be more on board. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yes. <laughs> True. Obviously, one of my favorite things is Pacey and Joey. They're so cute and their relationship is so great, even when they aren't a couple, which is totally like, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. And for the most part, they have a healthy relationship, which is an important thing to portray in a teen drama. Of course, they have their moments. At the end of the day, it's clear that they respect and care about each other. Mm. Like you guys, I wish we got to see more of the friendship between Jen and Joey and from season five onwards, Audrey, especially because Joey and Audrey became fast friends. I could honestly go on about my feeling for the show for days. I was watching The Graduate in May because I finished year 13, grade 12 in America, and was surprised and kind of freaked out when I realized I graduated 20 years after the characters did. <laughs> also, you're also freaked out by that as dude. people who graduated the same year as them. Yeah, I graduated high school 20 years ago. Like, I literally moved in the dorms like 20 years ago. Like, uh, I cannot believe it. Yeah. Um, also, about the current teen dramas, maybe never have I ever. And I want to say, like, I've ac- we actually got a lot of emails talking about never have I ever. I remember okay. Tracy said that she l- really liked that show for representation of Asian Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten yeah. to it yet. It's on Netflix and it's about a high schooler, Debbie, I think, mm-hmm. um, navigating high school after her dad's death, wanting to reinvent herself and become more popular. Okay. It never reaches the ridiculous heights of Riverdale has, and it's primarily about normal high schoolers. Yeah. Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. writes yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah. yeah totally. um, I, I've been, it's on my list. I've been mm-hmm. meaning to watch it. I yeah. I just cool. haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, sorry. What was this? Person? Rosa. Rosa. I agree. I mean, I think like, I'm so glad to hear from you and thank you so much for, for writing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's so interesting because I think it's hard to, for me, it's hard to divorce Dawson's Creek from the time period that I watched it in. Yeah. Um, which was the time period that it was airing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really interesting and I, and there are shows from like the sixties and seventies, which, the 70s particularly which um is like the the time period difference mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah god <laughs> from yeah, yeah. when i was in high school to when like my mom was in high school mm-hmm. um that i definitely think are great like mary tyler moore or mm-hmm. like um the carol burnett show mm-hmm. or even mash although you know there there are problematic things about those shows but mm-hmm. like but they're perfectly wonderfully entertaining shows mm-hmm. um and so i think I get that. But then also there's like this part of me that's like, huh, like very fascinated by like, okay. Yeah. Like it still holds up. Interesting. Well, and also, <laughs> you you know, you live in a time period where at peak TV, like post peak TV, mm-hmm. right? Like we're, we're mm-hmm. in this period of like, I almost feel like what we're seeing though from you know the, the few listeners that have emailed us that are like, you know, high schoolers or younger um, is that like, the world and like media still doesn't take them seriously Uh and provide uh, content for them that is like good and that's one of the things we've always maintained about Dawson's Creek is it just came it was like these normal kids just like normal shit just like you know like it's not like there's not like this supernatural thing there's all this stuff or whatever and like you know it's still like heightened drama and like sure parents die and like all this stuff like Pacey has an affair with his teacher (laughs) like you know quote unquote he's raped by his teacher yeah yeah, yeah. um you know like all these things that are like 
what but like on the other hand like you know sex abuse is real like you know and like dealing with your sexuality is fucking real and like it i think that that's one of the things why dawson's creek like i know for us but then i can see how it still like holds up is that like it takes your childhood and your teenage years seriously absolutely it's like those feelings you're having you're not being immature those are real those are real yep and like they're and, valuable and they're authentic and like they're real. And there's a way in which they don't go away. Mm-hmm. They morph. Mm-hmm. And, you just get experience and, and you understand get experience and like yeah. yeah, and the breakups that you have. It's not like breakups become easy mm-hmm. after your first one. <laughs> it's just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like if you've been with someone for a year it's easy to break up with them no. or longer. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not easy to break up with that. Person. It still hurts. And you feel like you're going to die. You just know you're not going to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just have been through it once. Yeah. Again. You're like, so okay, you're like, I know I'm not going to die, but it feels like I still am calling everyone and being like, let's go get some wine. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. I need to drink some of these feelings. I away. know. And then talk about <laughs> them. And then talk about yeah. them. Yeah. A hundred percent. So like, so I see that definitely. Definitely. Yeah, totally. And I do think, I think there's something interesting. Uh, to me, teenagers are fascinating. And I like, a lot of my friends who have like little kids, I like, particularly babies, like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck to do with babies. Mm-hmm. Like, when my friends have a new baby, I'm like, let me come meet the baby. And then I'm like, five minutes later, I'm like, I don't okay. know what to do anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, if you've got a, a tween mm-hmm. or a teen, like, plonk me down on the couch Sign next to them. Yeah. And I'm like, let me talk to you. Yeah. T- like, person for like, yeah, you know, three totally. hours. Like, let's talk about shit. And, and so I think that like, there's this part of me that like, I get that. And I think that teens, tweens and teens and, and young adults should be mm-hmm. taken very seriously. And I think, I think there are fascinating things about the nuances of how things change. Mm-hmm. And I also think there are so many um, realities that are true no matter what time period yeah. you were a teen or tween or whatever in. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's fascinating. No, I, I mean, like, I've maintained, like, that's the whole beauty of, like, a high school drama is, like, yeah. the high school experience is, like, universal. It doesn't change. <laughs> it <yeah>. doesn't change. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, such a fucked up time to be alive. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's, like, awesome to watch that. Although I'm so glad that gay people get to be, like, gay now. Yeah, like, I queer, I, queer I definitely, people. like, that was another thing I was going to say is, like, um I think it was Liv that wrote us in that also is a younger listener or, like, watcher mm-hmm. or fan mm-hmm. of Dawson's Creek. And then Rosa as well, like, highlighting, like, that you know jack is such a good character while we're like oh this is aged so poorly and it kind of like in a one hand like it bums me out to know that like there still isn't that like that much good representation of like queer characters and queer TV teens t- particularly yeah queer teens yeah in in media today because it's like you I-, I was know, gonna say because like, i <laughs> i watch a lot of shows that i only watch because i'm like there are queer people in this uh-huh. i'm gonna watch it right and most of them are adults yeah. Almost there. I mean, one day at a time is the one I can think of that mm. uh, that's teenagers. Mm. But I agree. I I, uh, I agree. Yeah. Totally. Um. So. Yeah. And even if it, you're still like a straight identifying person, like the struggle with like, you know, your own like, well, what does straight mean? You know, <laughs> like is sure. we. I don't think that we see that much on TV either. You know. Right. Someone being like, 
Well, and also like, I mean, just to just like female friendships because they can be so intense at, in a mm-hmm. young age. And sometimes that's queer mm-hmm. identify. That's like mm-hmm. people are queer and that's why they have weirdly intense friendships mm-hmm. with other women or men. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and then sometimes it's like, that's not why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I'm like, someone write that show. I know. I'm here. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll make some phone calls. <laughs> I don't write, but well, I know, but I I know one to suggest that mm. I've talked to you about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, cool. Uh, thank you, Rosa. Thank you for that. And then for our um, not a girl, not yet a woman hashtag free Britney. This is from Suniana, mm-hmm. um, and she says uh, she emailed us a few things, but one is people's opinions about what they deem to be, quote, female target media. I don't know if you've seen the Lee Bardugo, author of Shade, Shadow and Bone, speak mm-hmm. about this. It says romantic and ap- and appealing to young women teenage girl quote teenage girls have so much sway over culture yet people sneer at the things that women and girls love and are can um contempt show contemptuous. yeah contemptuous of creators of that content particularly if they are women um mm-hmm. Bar- how do you say bardugo bardugo Bar- okay that's mm-hmm. what i thought it says to me Quote, to me, that contempt speaks to a fear. When you start dictating culture, money gets involved and people take notice. When I see someone deride things that women and girls find pleasure in, all I see is someone fearful that women will overtake the culture they've had dominion over for so long. First of all, girl, um, Lee Bardugo uh, definitely... Um, have been at events with her and she's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I have to be at, at festivals and stuff um, with her. Um, and she, I agree with the premise. I want to say, first of all, the thing that made the Beatles famous was screaming mm-hmm. teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And men took that over at some point, but let's talk about how i mean the beatles elvis mm-hmm. um you know uh, the spice girl i mean like name a decade mm-hmm. and let's talk about how screaming teen backstreet girls, boys boys to men i mean like bts now <laughs> yeah BT, yeah let's talk about how screaming teenage girls mm-hmm. drive the fucking culture mm-hmm. and i think that that's a hundred percent true and i think that absolutely they have never been taken seriously mm-hmm. even though their fandom and their excitement over things drive parts of this culture mm-hmm. i mean one might make an argument that the beatles are the best rock band of all time i personally would not make that argument <laughs> totally. but one could yeah one it's an could. argument that has been made it is an argument that people have made <laughs> and opinions are opinions so great and they're not know, facts to each his own or her own um or their own and my thing is like i You don't get the Beatles without the Mm -hmm. girls screaming so loud on the Ed Sullivan show that you can't even hear the fucking Beatles. Mm -hmm. That, you know, even the the doors, the Rolling Stones, like you, you, those bands are, are first and foremost informed by teen girl culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that like that is absolutely has been true, is still true, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unfortunately is still true. Mm -hmm. And I think that hold for, helicopter 
<laughs> I think that <laughs> it's like Sorry. we're back in Echo Park. <laughs> I know. <laughs> totally. That one's like I'm probably rescuing people at the beach rather I know, than like it's probably like setting out a tiny fire or something. <laughs> something like that. Um so but I think that like I think that you're absolutely right, and Lee Bardugo is absolutely right that like teen girl culture gets put on the back burner the mm-hmm. second that it can be. I know. Right. And 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 now it's like when you go on it's only dudes fighting about the Beatles, seemingly. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's <sighs> people finally 30 years, 20 years later have come around to the Spice Girls actually being a great group right mm-hmm. like like it, it well i think even with dawson's creek it's like oh well that was a show for teen girls so it's therefore not good right you know and then we get people email us wow like wow like you know or even um when we were on that salt lake dirk podcast yeah. he was like i don't think you're wrong what you're saying you know right. and it's like yeah like i don't think we are either obviously but i, I think that's part of the larger picture is that like people weren't saying it because they're like oh it's a show for teen girls so we're done you know, and like women like this show. So like it can't be good, you know. And so it's like identifying these like char- like this feminizing it, womanizing it mm-hmm. and then being like, therefore, it's bad. And like it cannot be like a show that can mean anything, provide anything into like the cultural like, you know, lexicon, lexicon or at least like the like, quote, good culture, like, you know, mm-hmm. and like so therefore we don't need to acknowledge it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's like I know particularly in the 90s and in early 2000s that was like completely pervasive of like, oh, well, if it's something that young girls like, it's bad. Yeah. And I think that that young girls were ridiculed and, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily separate myself from that because like. I I don't know if I've told the, have I told the story in this podcast before that like I was really punk rock mm-hmm. um, oh, in yeah. high school but I loved Britney Spears right yeah, yeah, have yeah, I yeah. said this yeah so you know that's another thing where it was like even me like I was like I know I'm not supposed to love mm. Britney Spears and so like I'm gonna hide this interesting I remember reading an article with Billy Joe Armstrong and he was like no the most punk rock song that we have is Good Riddance which is like a ballad uh-huh. and he's like what's more punk rock than making a fucking punk ballad and i was like damn you're right punk rock is just doing whatever the fuck you want so like i felt like that out loud yeah yeah yeah. the like mental headspace to like have ownership over like britney spears is awesome christina is awesome you know and stuff like that and i think that that's totally right Mm -hmm. i think that billy joe armstrong is 100 Mm -hmm. right in that and i think that now now that's how i feel Mm -hmm. is like i just like what i like yeah yeah and I think that I, I was actually watching, I don't know if you've ever watched these, but I kind of love them. These mm. like CNN decades oh, documentaries. I've never seen them, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I like love them for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But they talked about, but I was watching the 2000s one the uh-huh. other day, which is like the 2000 to 2009 or 10 yeah. or whatever. Um, and they were talking about like Napster and LimeWire mm-hmm. and then like basically the like breakdown of the music industry. Right. And that basically when this happened, it like the the like kind of like bouginess of taste mm-hmm. got decimated in mm-hmm. a way where people kind of like as these genres started failing, mm-hmm. these genres of music started failing, people got to say like, hey, I really like this X, Y, Z thing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, yeah, like I, I, I can get down on a Kiss song. I can get down on a Britney Spears song. I can get down on a Tupac song. Mm-hmm. I can get down on a Reba McIntyre song. Right. Whatever it is, like mm-hmm. my even though when I was in high school and it was much more rigid, like mm-hmm. I would say I was a punk mm-hmm. and I was listening to... AFI 
early AFI, which mm-hmm. is the hardcore stuff, not mm-hmm. the emo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good Riddance, you know, Social Distortion, those kinds of right. bands where they're like very punk rock. Mm-hmm. Um, that like the other stuff that I loved. I mean, I remember making our fr- a friend of my, well, she's not our friend anymore, but. Uh, a person that we both know. <laughs> um, a fucking mixtape of jazz. Right. When I was like in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here's all this great jazz music. Because like I had parents that, sh- that, that yeah. played that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was raised in a house with a lot of music. Mm-hmm. And so and so like that knowledge, like at a certain point, understanding that that knowledge as a teen girl, that knowledge was actually power. And that mm-hmm. knowledge was actually like something that really like got me through a lot of situations Mm -hmm. and i think that like the obsessiveness of teenage dumb is that teenage of being a teenager i think that that's universal between any gender Mm -hmm. that like you're obsessive and i think that yes there's this way in which specifically things that seem to be marketed towards teen girls Mm -hmm. get shit on no totally it's interesting because i was at this like record release on tuesday and i i met one of my friends new girlfriends and i was like she was i don't know it just came up about you know this podcast in Uh in our book yeah and she was like oh wow is your book talk about how pacey like totally changed what everyone wants in a relationship and i was like well yes (laughs) That's the like the thesis of it and like pretty much like my first essay in it. And she was like, yeah, I mean, like everything I've ever wanted out of a relationship comes from him. And I was like, well, yeah, so um, <laughs> welcome to into the Dawson's Creek community. You can find us at Dawson's Critique at gmail.com and yeah. on, on our social medias at Dawson's Critique. Uh, and then but like thinking about that, I was like, yeah, because it was gendered, like men weren't allowed to watch it. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of like so many people take away being like, like even in this episode being like Pacey being like, yeah, all men are dogs great moving on I I support you moving on like this is what you should do like seeing those examples for us as as you know women and female identifying people you're like amazing that's what I like I love that it's Mm -hmm. incredible you know but because it becomes gendered then men aren't allowed to watch that and get that representation you know and like you know for us as in our our age as like what did you say geriatric millennials or whatever it's called <laughs> we, were, which we is, were called that on twitter the other day i know i think some people have started grabbing a hold of it and i fucking love it so yeah, as I'll geriatric millennials you know every like man i know in my like age group they know they've they grew up with dawson's creek sure. they did, they're like yeah i saw a few episodes or whatever but like because it became this gendered thing and it became like this thing they weren't allowed to love it love it or watch it or like sit with it or anything like that except for queer men mm-hmm. because i think like <laughs> i had this really funny experience with shane dawson who like mm-hmm. is a youtube star mm-hmm. And I had to do an event with him. Mm. And this was years and years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, we were, he was signing a bunch of books. And I know he's problematic. Don't come at me. Uh I I understand. I don't know this person. Right. I've met him twice. Right. Um, And so, so like, he was signing a bunch of books. And he and I were just chatting because he he had to sign like a thousand books. Okay. So that takes a long time. Totally. 
And I was the person who had to hand him mm-hmm. the books. So like I'm yeah. standing right in front of him. Yeah, you're like, we're not going to stand in silence. <laughs> right. And so we were just kind of chit-chatting. And, and he admitted to me that the reason that his last name was Dawson, that's not his real last name, mm. is because Dawson's Creek was his favorite show. Oh, interesting. Show. And I almost said and didn't. Mine too. <laughs> and no, I almost said and didn't. Every gay guy our age. Yeah. <laughs> favorite show was Dawson's oh. Creek. <laughs> and then the next day he got on an elevator with me and he was like, Julia, this is my girlfriend. Uh, and I was like, Oh, and then a couple of years later he came out as bisexual. I, th- I think he might identify as gay now. I'm not sure. Uh, but, um, but anyway, so it was funny. I, so, but that's a thing too, right? Where it was like women and queer men mm-hmm. were the ones who got to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And there was this part of me that looked at this, that looks at that and says like, what does that say about a culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's what we were enjoying so much? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have an answer, mm-hmm. but like, I, I think that that's an interesting question. Definitely. Something interesting to think about. Definitely. Yeah. Particularly when talking about womanhood, when talking about femininity, when talking about the label of woman and how queer men and their sort of quote unquote feminization mm-hmm. is what makes them at da- like in mm-hmm. danger, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I know a bunch of queer men that are like not effeminate at all. Right. Jack isn't. Right. I mean, my best friend is like not that effeminate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, and yet he's still. I understand that he like that there's danger mm-hmm. involved in his like just very existence. Absolutely. And that scares me. Yeah. As someone who loves him so deeply, mm-hmm. you know, and has been yeah. friends with him for like almost 25 years. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, like, and so what does that, that hatred of women, mm-hmm. that's where that sort of um, comes out in other mm-hmm. avenues and other arenas. And I think, totally. I mean, I think it's fucked, but I also think like we need to talk about it. Yes, totally. So, so yeah, thank you. Um, I think it's Sunaya. 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 So email me if, if yeah, that's apologies. Wrong. If <laughs> and I'm very sorry, it. but yes, thank you so much for yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah. That's, thank you. that's a really interesting thing. And mm-hmm. I, um, and I urge people to check out Lee Bardugo's work. Um, cool. if you're particularly if you're into sci-fi fantasy, mm-hmm. um, fantasy really, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's she's a really cool disabled um, yeah. person, and cool. I think she identifies as queer. She's really cool. Cool. She's awesome. Uh, and, and and just like nice. Amazing. I have actually met her. Yeah. Cool. She's cool. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you all for being here and making space with us. Yep. We, we appreciate you all and, and your time that you give us. Yep. And we're happy to be here with you. And season five is wild, but I'm loving it more than season four. It's there's a there's like a fun energy to yeah. it. And there's a lot of like there's more friends. We didn't really yeah. see that even in season four yeah. because it's like Drew was there. Gretchen was there. There was all these new characters yep. that you like kind of were like, I'm fine with it. Like they're fine characters. But like, you know, like yeah. all this like jen and dawson jen and pacey i'm like give it to me inject it in my veins <laughs> and like i feel like there's not a chaos agent like mm-hmm. i feel like they're trying to make audrey one but she's not she's not yeah <laughs> they're like they wanted her to be an abby morgan and she's just like an amazing like awesome character yeah, that yeah, like yeah. they it's just like a weird east coast west coast divide that people don't understand totally. you know of energies totally. um but they're all like just like good people yeah so yeah like audrey or even maybe busy phillips like nope i'm not, not gonna, gonna buy into, buy into this yeah. weird 
weirdness, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I love it. And I, I'm definitely totally. like along for this wild ride, you know? Totally. I mean, again, we always say that at the beginning of every season or we said that at the beginning of last season. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this unfolds. But like so far, I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> and us and our California accents. Thank you. I know. Yeah. We get comments on that. Our, I mean, it is what it is. And our can't things. Change it. I know. It's like, well, maybe you're being like discriminatory. Yeah, it's so our fucking accent. Maybe that's. Something. I understand that I sound like I just came out of the ocean five minutes ago, but yeah, but we're literally like, <laughs> but like we're we're like seriously like ten blocks from the ocean yeah, right, we're not now. That far from right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have the ocean air just like filtering through us right now. <laughs> I mean, and in incredible. I know. I'm, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited to be back in LA. So it's It's nice to be in the same room with you. I know it really is. Yeah. And you all know that the audio is much better. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's like also one of the best parts. Everyone I've talked to is like, the audio is so good. I know. know. Yeah. The internet's stupid and doesn't work. So (laughs) So there we go. Um, You tried using your hotspot in the middle of nowhere and trying to make it work. We did have to at one point delay because Aaron got stuck in a lightning storm. Yes. So there we go. So what a weird time to be alive, yeah. man. But you know, all things to complain about and laugh about that mm-hmm. are grateful for that we still have our health and we hope y'all are staying safe. Yep. You know, managing this wild, wild, unprecedented time to be alive. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, you know, um keep your emails coming uh about what we're talking about and you know, anything and you know, just let us know what's going on with you. Um, we're going to be launching our Patreon. This episode comes out on the 31st. So the next day uh-huh. um, and we're, we're, we have an interview coming out and we, we've got we're going to be doing some fun things over there where we're going to have like extra interviews yeah. some like some more like, you know, I don't know, conversations. And we're going to start out doing like a movie club where we watch Dawson's Creek movie club. Yeah. Where we watch like a in universe, one of our actors movies and uh-huh. then, and we'll discuss it on a podcast and yeah. talk about it with y'all. So, um, look for that launch. You know, it's a way that you can support us like in whatever way you feel available. And then I guess we'll talk about it if, if you, um, don't have the funds just email us and we'll see what we can figure out but you know this is a way you can support us in like our time and everything whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with yeah some of you have asked for it mm-hmm. so this will be really fun we're, we're excited and it's fun to like just now that we're all together <laughs> julie and i have to like make a few little extra things yeah. like we have a little extra time now yeah, yeah yeah to like talk about and i we're gonna get some of the other um in universe podcast people coming on i've already started emailing people yeah. to like talk about yeah and we're gonna try to show. get Tom Kapanos to come on. Exactly. I know we have promised that at some point. Yeah. Um, that has not been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a couple of other people who have written about Dawson's Creek mm-hmm. and that want to come on. Um, so so that's all, you know, that's all coming up. So you can check this out there. Mm-hmm. And also we'll talk about it here on the on this podcast. Yeah. So we're excited about that. We hope yeah. you are too, and we hope, you know, you support us in whatever way you can, which would be, you know. Don't, yeah. no pressure but you even understand. if it's just listening to us right now yeah yeah totally <laughs> so yeah with that we hope you're all staying safe wearing your mask register to vote yep you know wash your hands get the vaccine yep. let's i don't know <laughs> climate change is real <laughs> i mean i've been sick all week we actually had to delay this a little bit and mm-hmm. you know i i stayed home until i got a negative covid test mm-hmm. you might be able to hear it in my voice a little bit 
um, that I'm a little bit sick, but, um, but yeah, just be, be, be aware of one another and be aware Mm -hmm. of, of how we're taking care of each other and, and ourselves. Um, you know, if you feel a little bit sick, go grab a COVID test. Um, you know, in the U S they're still free. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask if you feel sick too. And wear your no mask. Yeah. Is. I'm wearing my mask everywhere I go, literally even outside mm-hmm. just because I'm, I've got this cold and you know, I don't want to give it to anyone. I don't, right. I don't even want to give a cold to anyone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so weird that we lived like that before. <laughs> it, is, it is totally. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that we're like dismantling individualism and starting to care more about people and yeah, like in our really communities, communities yeah. in a healthy way. You know, we're all gonna all hands on deck because, like, Category Four hurricane hit New Orleans. Oh cool. my god! If y'all um, are in that area, yeah, just we're like, definitely we're praying for you. About you. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we're you know thinking about our anyone you know, if you know anyone in Haiti or anyone in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. oof, we're just keeping you in our thoughts and prayers for sure. Yeah. Um, with that, like Black Lives Matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate respect our treaties stop line three whoo yep <laughs> you can all, to all of that yeah yep, yep. <laughs> you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us dawson's critique at gmail.com we want to shout our boy Kilia for writing our theme song we're going to interview him for our patreon so that'll be really fun um you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We have merch. I just dropped new merch and I actually have a few things that are still coming. So look out for that bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Uh, you can um, order our book. I remember everything. Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek available wherever you get your books. Let us shout out to Arcata Books in mm, Arcata, California. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are a great bookstore, a little bookstore up in uh, Northern California in a beautiful area that my pops used to live in. If you um, smoke weed, it comes from there. <laughs> if you smoke weed, it probably comes from there. Yeah. And if you smoked weed in the nineteen mid nineteen seventies, you probably came from my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, so um, yeah, we'll shout them out. Please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have. Like it, super. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for those of you who have done that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at pesty ten seventy nine that is p-e-s-t-y 1079 mm-hmm. um, my roller derby name and number mm-hmm. um, and uh, other than that have a great week thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it we love you guys and we'll see you next week I don't wanna wait for our lives to be over I want to go right